Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Growth Mind State, where we're talking the topics of the day and this week in the most educated and open-minded way that we can. Um, I'm Anthony Thompson. Joining us is Robert Contro uh, Control. Sorry about okay. that. You say you introduced me. Yeah, I know. Control, I mean, yeah. I was like, I felt it come out wrong. So yeah, let's cool. introduce ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I'm Robert Catrona. Teresa Concepcion. Nice to see everybody again. <laughs> Hope everybody's yes, it's good doing to well. See everybody. I know that we, yeah, we didn't get to do our normal wellness check. So I'll, I'm going to ask the question anyway. How are y'all doing? How's everything going with you? Um, <laughs> the world is turning at a very interesting speed, in my opinion. It's been a stressful week, but I uh, made it here. You know, I should have, um, you know, I should have been here yesterday, but, you know, we're making up for it today. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. good. Less than, uh, what, less than a month and uh, Trump will be out of here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting better every day. <laughs> Which is one of the, one of the topics is going to be Trump delusion. There's a delusion amongst those people which is 74 million people, right? But it's a lot of people who uh, are falling for the delusion of Trump could still win this, even though today, as we're not going to cover this really, but the Electoral College confirmed that the 270 votes go to Biden. So that's all that really matters in a traditional <laughs> sense of the word. But we want to make sure that you see that the delusion that has occurred during the last couple of weeks. Uh, so we're going to talk about the Trump coup that we wish was over, but it's not quite over. CME's <laughs> group is uh, trading uh, water in on the stock market now in California. Um, Facebook being sued over allegations, uh, over acquisitions that they had. And also allegations about the disinformation that Facebook and Twitter have. Um, just the changes in our media services over the future global environment, which could also, I just wanted to make it a global uh, discussion because of how much it affects other regions, like rural areas of China is what we're going to end up talking about. And then finally, which I believe is a more interesting change of uh, path for Disney and all these other units, Disney's announcing a landmark deal with a collaboration um, called Kugali, who's an uh, African continent uh, group of uh, animators. So that's my, my happier story about how things change because some pressure from the outside can help. Yeah, sounds let's good. start though with the let's start with the the pressure from within though which is uh watching this video of the trump our trump supporters being delusional in georgia which is for them a very important state to win because i think they can still republicans can still win georgia if they wanted to but let's throw it up to this first video and see the uh mess that we have right now Are you going to vote? I, I don't know yet. If it's going to be the same counters and the same Dominion machines, I may not. And if I don't see the Republicans thumping for Trump, I'm not voting for them. Two critical runoff elections in Georgia next month will decide what party controls the U.S. Senate. But some Trump supporters here still falsely believe Trump didn't lose this state in the presidential election, and they don't think Georgian Republican Senate candidates are standing up for Trump. Some folks are saying they're not going to show up. I understand them because we're pissed. Did you vote, sir, in the, in the presidential election here in Georgia? Not. I did. Who did you vote for, if you don't mind me asking? Greatest president we've ever had, Donald right. J. Trump. And he lost. He didn't lose. He's going to win. Are you kidding me? He ain't going to lose. Do you plan on um, voting in the Senate runoffs next month? I do plan on voting in the Senate runoff. For a Republican, I take it? 
I don't know at this point. So you might not vote Republican in January? I don't vote for a party, okay? Yeah. As far no. as I'm concerned, the Democrats and Republicans can all go to hell. Because if you don't stop this fraud of an election, you don't have our back, so why are we having yours? If I were chair of the Republican Party and I hear you, a Georgia voter, a, a conservative, a Trump supporter, a Republican, saying they might not vote, I would be freaking out. I would say, we're, oh my God, are we going to lose this to well, the that's Democrats? That's the point. That's the point. Those two Republican senators need to get their asses out of their office and start thumping on the streets and demanding a real recount. Not a fake recount. Do you trust that um, next month's election, the runoffs are going to be fair? Yeah. Not 100%, but I'm still encouraging people to vote because if they don't vote, there will absolutely be nothing to sort out and we will have gifted the election to the Democrats. Yeah. That's the only thing that made sense. There's so much to unpack. Yo, There's so much Let's thump for Trump. Let's thump for Trump. The only thing that made sense was what she says. Well, if they don't do anything, they're going to give it up. That's the only thing. Everything else was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, these people are, I don't know, cult members, man. And I don't know. It's crazy. And it, they don't want to. You know what? I think the best piece of advice is don't vote. Don't yeah. vote. Yeah. Don't vote for them. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. They, they were saying, um. Oh, we're not Republican, but those Republicans got like they seem Republican. You know, like they want the Republican uh, things to Dixie you know, hat. To... That's all I gotta say. Love that guy. What are you Southern talking about? Right on that hat. Yep. I don't vote for Republicans, <laughs> Democrats. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't vote. I don't vote. Don't even vote. though I vote. That's great. Stay home. We want you <laughs> oh, to stay home. Yeah, that's it's pretty crazy, man. I'd rather that than than them coming out and. Uh, Trying to put these Republicans in there. Let's get this. Uh, let's get it swung for like what the first time in how many years? I think it's been like 40, 50 years or something like that that they said it's supposed to be. If it does go Democrat, years, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, stay home. Um, I mean, and what I find fundamentally obscene is that there was. It's important that they have a, a black person in there, but it's obscene that like there's there are black Trumpers out there in Georgia. And yeah. they're willing to go out there for, for the cause, basically. And you're—I don't understand what they believe anymore because it's no way that you can, you can't change the electoral college. And I feel like they want it two ways. They, and that's why the next one is our a representative. I want to show the government even wants it both ways. We've had lost popular uh, votes before. We just had it with Hillary Clinton. She won the popular vote. So the idea that now it hurts their feelings and they're <laughs> like, they're literally yelling at representatives to be like, you gotta go against all logic right now. Go right against now, the whole country is what we want. The whole country. Well, uh, they don't are care. Are supposed to be the snowflakes though? What does that make them? Bubbles? Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> that it's like they, they get pissed when we protest. But they want to go out there and yell and scream and go crazy over this. With no justification, like honestly, there's no way they're gonna, you know, they would have won. We we got the courts against it, we got everybody against it. Yet, you know, at the end of the day, it's like they still feel like there's some way they're gonna win magically, and it's pretty crazy, man. These people are bonkers. I think the most bonkers <laughs> and, one is the president himself still trying to every lawsuit he can out there. They that's for money, something man. about the collective eye roll of uh the supreme court like uh no this isn't gonna work either yeah. sorry he's just trying to make some money that's all it is at the end of the day he's 
he's banking, you know, like, you know, uh, withdrawing from the bank, you know, because he's leaving next month or whatever it is. So he's got to make sure he, he, he pulls out all his money with, with as many little fees as possible. He wants to get everything, everything he can. That guy's funny, man. I, They're all funny. Before <laughs> we go to before we go to the to that representative from from Alabama who wants to continue this still for some reason, <laughs> um, I want to double down on what Teresa just said about that one Republican who is is not a Republican per se. He is literally mm. voting towards the cult of Trump, and he's literally saying that other people have to other representatives should be Trump supporters or else. And that makes me understand what has been going on for the last couple of years. They, I mean, I think I already knew this, but it's important to see it like, oh, yeah, you don't support the Republican Party. You just love when there's a strong man in office and then it is aligned with your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they love this. guy. So you want to send it up to. Oh, yeah, please. Sorry, I, I cut you off, Teresa. No, no, no. They love this guy. They love. They don't care that he's Republican. They don't care what he stands for. They just love that uh, the ignorance that he spouts out from himself is just, it's it's his. Their kind of uh, their kind of talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just nuts, man. Uh, so I... they're, they're they're drinking the Kool Aid, man. <laughs> There's nothing else to say. Like I don't, you know, first they were like, oh, you know, we're gonna prove them that we're right. We got all the evidence, and now like all the courts have said. No, we you're not supplying us with the right information. It's not going to go anywhere. They're still delusional, man. It, it's it's crazy, man, and, and that's scary because crazy people are the most dangerous people in the world. You know, that's uh, I'm afraid. You know, a little bit. You know, but hopefully, you know, they're all talk. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, was going to say which um? Okay, gotcha. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Next video. Alabama, Alabama Republican Congressman Mo Brooks joins us now. He's made headlines in recent days with his plan to challenge the 2020 election results on the floor of the Congress. Congressman, explain first how you plan to do that. Well, under the United States Constitution, Article 1 and Article 2, along with the 12th Amendment, the United States Congress is the ultimate judge and jury, the final arbiter of all election contests involving federal officials, whether it be congressmen, senators, or president of the United States. And so there's a process in place by which we do that, and that process is initiated on January the 6th, beginning at 1 p.m., when we have a roll call of the states uh, to a combined session of Congress presided over by the Vice President of the United States, Mike Pence. And at the appropriate time, when a state's name is listed and they uh, submit their purported election results or electoral college vote, uh, then if a House member and a senator concur and we object, to that particular submission of electoral college votes. Uh, that triggers a two-hour floor debate in the House and the Senate, and then a vote on the House and, the, and in the Senate on whether to accept or reject those election returns. Which states do you specifically plan to challenge? Well, I'm not limiting myself, but by way of example, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Nevada, Wisconsin, maybe Arizona. And why are you challenging in those states? because their election systems are so badly flawed as to render their reported results untrustworthy. So also a lot to unpack there because that was only two days ago. So at the moment, this guy really believes that he can change the outset by bringing this to Congress when the Electoral College confirms the votes. So the electoral that's what happens first. It happens in stages. So the Electoral College 
just did it today where they confirmed the amount of the um of 270 is actually above that it's 272 i believe um that they confirmed but then you go to congress and you have to just it's literally just a move to do a judicial uh to do a legislative pause basically you're just pausing congress for for two to three hours because there's no way anything is going to change through that so i it's performative and this performance that they keep doing is enraging and i mean like bringing up the the worst attributes of the trump supporters um and i don't know what to do because the rallies that happened this weekend in washington show that right now like they believe the kool-aid so deeply that they are willing to go go to washington with weaponry and look like i know they call themselves the proud boys but they're the weakest boys i've ever seen (laughs) that's all i gotta say um they did a lot of damage though Sorry, I had a, I, I muted myself and didn't realize it. Um, what was I gonna say? Gotcha. It, the funny thing is, is the way they act is ridiculous. If you see them and the things that they say and do in public, they're like kind of like, oh, you know, we're big and bad and blah blah blah. You look at them like, man, these guys are clowns, man. Like, like their whole demeanor and like the things that I saw a picture of somebody like, like running uh, FMT, FNTFO, or whatever it is, on their butts. I don't know if you saw that mm-hmm. that picture. Yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, why would you do that? Like, that doesn't make you look tough, man. That makes you look crazy, man. Looks like like a bunch of childish behavior. I had to behavior. check myself. Yeah, man. For I real. had to check myself. I was thinking about about putting that up because it's so ridiculous, but it's making its rounds, so everybody yeah, knows that yeah. they're. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I, did you see it, Teresa? No, I didn't see Yo, it. No, they, they they were basically mooning, but on the on their butts they had the FN. You know, it's crazy. Stupid. I don't know. I mean, the whole theatrics of everything, I think that they're all putting on this show because of these crazy Trumpers. They don't want to lose them. They don't want to lose their support. Uh, so they're like, okay, we're going to pull out all the stops. I mean, you heard them yourselves. You're not out in those streets thumping for Trump. Mm. We're going to get rid of you. We're not going to vote for you. So they're going to hold on. Yeah, there's a lot they're of They're going to hold on to their people, their base. This is their base now. They've inherited it even past Trump time. They're going to inherit this. These are their people. I mean, and that's actually the hardest thing about this Biden administration and Congress that's coming in, is that we don't know. We know that we elected one person who is is into the Proud Boys and all of that, but will they realize that they have now, a, they have a base of crazy people? Yep. And yeah. they have to either placate to them or they have to try to change their mind on a lot of issues like there's just certain things that we just need to get done as a country mm-hmm. and being at a complete pause all the time like saying that we're just like i'm surprised that the omnibus bill i i hate war but it's a bill that gets passed every year i'm surprised that they that trump might veto it and when there'll be no relief in any way because they tagged on a lot of stuff they always tag on a lot of stuff to the omnibus bills so yeah, I mean, it's for war, it's for to give them pay raises. It's very important to note that. But it also means that there's going to be some kind of structure afterwards to help uh, help regular people or small businesses. Yeah. It's something I, I, I hate. I hate to say that I don't enjoy watching Democrats not do anything for us as a whole. Like they could have put in a much more powerful deal, but well, they can't hold out. <laughs> you're not used to it I'm, by now? 
There they you said, go. They said that um a lot of that um could have been used for saber rattling, you know, like for him to like, oh, I'm not gonna mm -hmm. do this. I'm gonna veto this so he can get his way. But at the end of the day, they feel like he's probably gonna, you know, back down and not, you know, you know, he'll have them, you know, the the bill pass or whatever. It's crazy. This dude is crazy. No, nothing's gonna change either yeah. when you know Joe gets in there. The by by Biden ship that he's gonna end up putting in because yeah. you know he's gonna yeah. want to try to unite the side. No, you can't unite with crazy. Sorry. We already yeah. see you. We see yeah. you for your crazy. Yes. We see you for your racism. Yeah. It's done. It's over. And he's going to squander away the first four years. And then we'll see about what happens in the following four years after that. Because who knows? Might get a Trump round two. You know? Yeah. People love to forget. They love to forget. Right. Let's cut to the next video and see what's up. Yeah. And this is why I don't go to demonstrations too often. Video actually right there. Um, oh, so uh, I can't. Oh man. Let me see. No, it's okay. Then we'll talk about it right afterwards. But I. Man, I can't. I just got. I don't have it set up. Uh, yeah, it's go. all good. Sorry about that. Go ahead. Honestly, what? It, no, no, no. It's all good because that really just shows you how intense this kind of conversation is going on. Like that that the small group of proud boys it's a very small group of proud boys but they apparently are violent and ready to go and then there's all these other demonstrators who have gotten to the point where their tactics have to be to guard themselves at all times so if you notice how much of the the anti-trump demonstrators are basically i mean they might be even black lives matter um it doesn't really say here you know what i'm saying it's like it kind of gets lumped together in this kind of society right now but they have to guard themselves with like shields in the front yeah. line, you know, yeah. they're just waiting for the cops at this point. And the cops are there protecting the Proud Boys. They're literally flanked, flanked around them, protecting yeah. these people. And it's interesting, who do we, who do we give the power to? We're like, it's clear that the government or at least these local governments in DC right here, like the police are saying that it's more important to just protect these people, no matter what, no matter what they say and what they do. And I, that's a great thing. That's a, that's an important job for a cop, right? To have the ability to not, uh, 
go after the people saying probably very negative things about you. Um, most of those Trump supporters aren't really fans of the police either. It's just they're fans of the police when the police protect them. Yeah, but what kills what kills me is that they're. It just says so much when it looks like the police are just protecting them and that's it. And uh, you know, okay, those are your people. So those are your boys. <laughs> that's what it looks like. You don't want people to feel like that, but then at the same time, you're protecting these guys, and it's like, it's I don't know if it's you're protecting them from themselves. Is that what it is? Because they they have weapons, they have stuff to protect themselves with, so it's, it makes me think like, okay, they're there to make sure that they don't step out of line and then make them all look bad. Yeah, I mean, yes, we we know that some of these outfits of police officers uh, fall further in line with like the Proud Boys thinking. So, I I agree with you. Yeah, sorry about that. Like, I think a cable was loose down there, and I had to fix it. But um, yeah. Gotcha. Do you want me to you want me to hit play? Let it go on a little more. No, you can actually uh, move to the next video if you want. It, it's really just the same thing. It's really just for me. Uh, to, yeah, you can move to the next one. Video because uh, I, I just want to describe what happened. Okay, so VC8, right? There we go. Yes. So the reason that I'm even showing this right now is because you can see how large the demonstration is. And you can tell that they're trying to separate all of the people who are anti-Trump demonstrators out of it, anti-Maga Trump. And then, unfortunately, four people were stabbed. So this is the aftermath of that. Did you see, uh, did you see the video of, um, the guy they surrounded, and um, I think in the, it, there was a guy who was um, yeah. They, they, if you look at on uh, status coup, because I, I follow a bunch of different people, I saw a video that they had filmed that they had this one guy. I guess he might have been. I don't want to say he was Antifa or Black Lives Matter because I don't know who, what he was. Um, but um, a bunch of Proud Boys and some people were surrounding him, and they started um, you know tormenting him and hitting him and stuff like that and he happened to have a knife and i think he actually stabbed one of the proud boys um you know in that instance because he was getting jumped you know what i mean basically there was also a couple of other videos that i saw where um let me uh cut back i guess uh, let, let, let's you want to finish this video or do you want to cut back um no it's to, okay to us? let's just right, so let's, yeah. yeah let's 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 get back on so uh there was a video of a guy and his girlfriend and they were walking, I don't know what provoked whatever, but they started beating up the guy in front of the girlfriend. And she was just like, please leave us alone, leave us alone, or whatever it is. And, um, you know, they just wouldn't stop. And then eventually somebody had came and, like, kind of escorted him out of there. But they, they really lumped him up, you know what I mean? And um, the guy didn't look like he was any threat to anybody. You know, they were telling him, oh, get out of here, don't you ever come back, get out of here, you know, like that type of thing. So... Maybe he was affiliated with one of the anti-Trump uh, protesters, but um, you know, either way, it was just him and his girlfriend. It, it makes no sense that it, there were there were a bunch of them just lumping them up, like maybe like eight or nine of them, like in the area. Yeah. So, 
I mean, no. this is the problem with lumping people into quote unquote Antifa, whatever they want to call it. I mean, the idea of it being already anti-fascist is that it's not a group that is settled together to create chaos. It's actually made to go against the fascist extremes that are coming up right now. So mm -hmm. it's very difficult for me to even deal with it on a logical level because they believe that Antifa is some kind of organized group. And if they don't believe that, they actually just love to create as much chaos as possible. Yeah, they think they're so, like anarchists or something. Like They're like, oh, they're here to destroy the country and da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, Hitler was a fascist. We hated Hitler. Remember that? I mean, like it wasn't that long ago and we, that we were all used to say, oh, you know, we, didn't, we disliked Hitler. Now, all of a sudden... We're trying to say that our president is doing similar actions and you're supporting it. I'm like, that makes absolutely no sense. And then like I've, I get into a lot of discussions on Facebook and a bunch of other th places where people trying to explain to them that it's just a term that means anti-fascist. It's, it's not a group. Oh, no, they're a group. They go and they riot and they start problems. They're like anarchists and they, they're trying to make things, you know, turn into communist China. And like, you know, I get all this crazy stuff and I'm like, yo. Well, I think it always it comes then it always comes back to what we always talk about, which is the lack of education yep. in this country. They stop teaching history. They stop teaching a lot of things to make us dumber, so that nobody can see these um, parallels that are being formed. We can't see that, and it's leaving us in a space where Trumpers and all these radical people, real radical people are coming into play and history will repeat itself it's, we say it all the time and it's going to happen again you know i think there's like the there's not even that many people that were part of the holocaust that are still alive to this day so you know you've got kids that don't believe that it's anything but like a movie you know the same thing with like titanic Titanic didn't really happen mm. <laughs> holocaust didn't happen soon it's gonna be slavery never happens what are you talking about well, that I've actually heard that one before. That it is, it, it was in indentured servitude, and not that slavery itself didn't exist, but that the principles of slavery weren't as bad as slavery is. You guys are treated great. <laughs> I've heard that argument before. Yeah, it's a scary great. argument because it. Yeah. Education. <laughs> um, just Education. so, just I just want to make sure that we get this in because this is important information. The four victims are reportedly in critical condition right now. A total of eight people were transported to local hospitals, including two police officers. The officers' injuries uh, are said to be non-life-threatening. Two other people were treated for with minor injuries. So that's 23 people were arrested. Let's see. Yes. So 23 people were arrested, uh, according to AP, as fights broke out. Um, and yeah, there was a litany of stuff happening on Twitter about this and like literally just small videos of what's going on. But I mean, that's what we have right here. Four people stabbed right there, 23 arrested in a clash. And I, I actually have not been going to the rallies. I mean, New York City is a bigger issue if you want to talk about rallies in New York and how that's not really effective. But um, these real protests in Washington are important, but I'm... I'm afraid because I feel like these are going to continue to happen during a Biden administration. There are enough people who are upset with the status quo that they're willing to go all the way to Washington and and have a fight with somebody. They said that um the the Trump um all these people liking Trump and everything else and 
and they, they stop the steal people or whatever it is, they're actually going to uh, really disrupt the Republican Party itself. They're saying that, um, you know, like there's certain beliefs that are differing, you know, like you see what's happening with Fox News and other news organizations. It's like similar to that happening is the actual Republican Party. Some people believe it should go a certain way, while others are, are believing that it should go in another direction, more, you know, like peaceful and like whatever, and like, you know, kind of like more um, bipartisan type of mentality. It's more centered. It's more yeah. a neoliberal liberal feeling about yeah. how we should be a slow progressive state. Yeah, yeah. And there's actually, a, there was a Republican, uh, I forget the congressman's name. I, I hate the fact that I don't remember a lot of these things, but I, I, I saw, I read or saw something about how he was, you know, kind of disappointed at the fact that um, they're going in this direction and they're, they're, you know, Trump should have accepted, you know, okay, I lost and whatever else, and that he's literally destroying the the party with all this chaos that he's creating. Destroy and, it. Yeah. Destroy yeah. it. I hope they destroy it too. I cause, hope they destroy cause, it. Because, like, I've never really, I'm, I, I don't have against anything against Republicans in general. Like, you know, the, there's decent ones out there that, you know, they believe, you know, certain things and, you know, pro-life no. and so on and so forth. You made your bed with a fucking racist. Yeah, you made yeah. your bed with a fucking racist. Pretty much. And guess what? But it's that's not, not all of them. Not but all of them. It's most of them. Most yeah. of them. They've gone through party. There's, there's hasn't been a time where they've gone through party favor, favoritism, yeah. you know, and they put aside what's best for the country. That's what kills me. They have put aside what is best for the country to be behind this man who is a blatant racist and wants to see this this whole thing burn. Like, come on, what is wrong with you? I have no time for none of you. No more, that's no. it. I hope he takes you all down. But you can say a lot of that about Democrats too, though. Democrats Absolutely. have, have Absolutely. made a thing. I think we were talking about earlier. Like, I actually did a little more research on that AOC uh, thing that we, you had brought up about Jimmy Dore and AOC and all these other people. And I, I started mm. thinking about it and um, they were talking about how, I mean, I don't want to get too much off a of topic, but, you know, we're, we need to fight to get the things that we want to get. You know, AOC and, and, and the squad, they're the best thing that we have at the moment. But at the same time, they've been complacent with some of the, the, the things that are actually, um, and, and, I, and I, I was kind of, you know, for them. But then I started listening to, like, what uh, Kyle Kalinske was talking about today. And saying, like, if we don't call people out, we don't know who's actually hindering the party, like who's who's um, stopping us from actually making progress. Um, you know, they, they say it's okay that people want to say that we support it, but if, unless they put a vote on it and actually see um, who's for it and who's against it. Because, you know, like if you put a vote on it, that means they got to tie their name to something on paper so that, you know, and a lot of people could talk the talk, but once it's time to, you know, vote for, on something, that 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 really s signifies that you know they're really for something you know if if they don't put their name on it then that says okay these are the type of people that we have to question in the future and maybe primary and in, in future elections because these people aren't going to um necessarily vote in our in the direction that we want them to and you know you know AOC had said you know we kind of got to play nice and in some ways we do <clears throat> but um, there's nothing uh, wrong with holding some of these people accountable in um, certain situations, you know, and, and that's the thing I got from the whole discussion that they were talking about. And and a lot of our parties, both parties do that. They both, they have their beliefs and then they have, you know, they don't hold any of their politicians accountable. Even the Republicans, it's the same thing. They believe that um, things should go in a certain direction, 
and they just go with the flow. They're like, all right, party over everything. It's not even, you know, like we really deserve more money. You'll hear a lot of Republicans say, <clears throat> sorry, that we should have health care or whatever, or certain things during this time. These businesses should stay open and blah, 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 blah. And then they start talking like socialists. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, it's like these are Republicans asking for things that communism and socialism usually provides to their people. And it kind of contradicts what they want to believe in. But you understand what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure you, you get Yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. I'm actually just going to hear to combat. So I, I understand uh, there's a couple people who have the same standpoint. Kyle Kalinske, Jake Uger, uh, a couple yeah. people have said that they don't have to, you don't have to 100% agree with Jimmy. The thing yeah. is that I think that on principle, the well, idea I agreed of with him. I actually, I thought I didn't agree with him. I, I, I didn't agree with him. I'm sorry to interrupt. But I think but, we might, we get to a point where we, we actually have a disagreement here, but um, okay, it's go ahead. because Explain. I, I think it's a little performative right now. There's literally eight people in the, the house that are known progressives. So yes, getting it people on paper works, but you can shuttle Medicare for all late. It, like it will not happen if it doesn't pass in the house. So basically, yeah. by doing a performative action now, you might cause damage, irreparable damage to it actually coming to a vote later. Yeah. So I... that's the and the, the real contention, though, I think ended up being more personal, like people were making very personal attacks that weren't founded. So like, I agree, I think you should put pressure on them. I, I don't I think that at some point you do have to have Medicare for all as a real vote. I don't agree with the timeline. I feel like you did have a a lopsided Congress, and it's not like AOC is AOC was a freshman uh, representative, so it was almost like you're going on attack to the one person who is just now the center of progressivism. Like, and it's not on her; it's just the fact that she won a hard election. I mean, she won it That's really right. easily, That's but true. she won a hard election. So it's almost putting too much pressure on this one person to right. be the fundamental progressive for everyone. But honestly, I, I don't disagree with like challenging them. And I believe that they should bring it up to a vote at some point. Um, I just don't know if now is the perfect time. It's a lot of strategy, right? Yeah, but that, you know, but then you'll have those same people, not same people like in regards to them, but just in general people say, if not now, when, you know what I mean? Like, 10, 20 years from now, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, I get why people are annoyed about it. And I understand why Jimmy, you know, said what he said in that sense. I really don't agree with a lot mm -hmm. of the crazy stuff he's been saying lately. But when I started listening to it and like applying it, I'm like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like at some point we got to put our foot down. It's the same thing like with the stimulus and everything else. You know, people could talk, 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 and then things keep going and going. And next thing you know, it's months, years down the line, nothing's happened. You know, so it's like, when do you actually say, okay, f screw this, I'm going to, you know, actually make a change at this moment, you know, it's like, it's kind of like a really um, hard time, and not hard time, a hard decision to make, because you don't want to like, you know, mm -hmm. put your foot in your mouth, you know, like start something and then find yourself like, wait, I should have would have done something differently. And, and it may have resulted yeah. in something better down the line than if I did something aggressive now, basically shut everybody out in the future. You know what I mean? Like, look what they did with Bernie yeah. and everything else. They basically, um, you know, like, oh, he's a communist and this and that and whatever. So, you know, God knows, like, if AOC were to actually be extra aggressive, um, you know, eventually maybe they'll get shut out. You know what I mean? And it's kind of scary to think that, you know, you can't speak your your voice, you know, your feelings in this country and say, look, we really need 
healthcare. We really need decent wages. We need really need, um, you know, the environment to be clean and, and healthy for our children's future and better education. Like that, for some reason, people think it's unreasonable in this country. They say, well, if you, you want this, you have to have money and you have to be in the right place in the right environment and you have to do the right things in your life. That's not really fair to put on people in general when they when you know, society is as screwed up as it is. Like, look at how it is now. We, we got all these deaths from COVID and everything else. And yet, you know, we're not getting any support from anybody. It's all talk every month. Oh, well, now they're going on vacation again. Wait a minute. Like, how, how long does it take to discuss a bill, man? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've seen these guys go on vacation like four, five, six times already, and nothing's, nothing's happened. You know, it's ridiculous, you know? But what do we do, right? I mean, the fact is that, you know, they... They punted on this bill, basically. It's just a way to do a stopgap. It's it's a Band-Aid. It's a huge Band-Aid, and it's not actually going to directly do anything for most citizens, unfortunately. Um, no. It's unfortunate, I, but it is what it is. No. In some ways, like, you have to understand that, like, we are not in power, and we are, have to force people who are empowered to do something. So that's where Jimmy Dore's position is correct. Like, you do need to force people to do so. It was just a weird choice of people to go after. I think that's what it ends up being. Like, you can't, you're telling a, a woman of color, here, you won this election and you, you, you've switched the whole dynamic of progressivism, but you're still not progressive enough, which is unfortunately what yeah, the problem is yeah. with some of our leftist side is that they're literally eating each other. Like, there's no reason for it. Like, I do understand the personal attacks that happened where where they came from but it's just not a good way to go and yeah. i hope in the future that we find a way to have these kind of this is a normal discussion to have like i i'm actually with kyle i listened to what he had, had to say about it yeah. um i'm not 100 percent agreeing but that's good you know yeah. you don't have to 100 percent agree with everything i think that's what makes progressives different than a lot of other people we actually like, I'm actually agreeing with you. Like, there's certain things that I feel and there's certain things that you feel. And we kind of come to a, a a midpoint where we can actually say, okay, you know what? I can see your point. You can see some of my point. And, you know, and I guess that, that's how we develop something in the future. You know what I mean? But in in politics with these people, they tend to be, oh, no, you can't do this. That's ridiculous. You're out of your mind. That's too expensive. Or, you know, all the excuses. But nobody's willing to say, okay, then let me hear your point. Let me see where we can kind of like see eye to eye and work from there. But, you know, that's politics, right? <laughs> that's politics and that's capitalism and other things that, you know, corporatism or whatever you want to call it, that interfere with the, the flow of actual people thinking about common sense topics, you know, things that everybody should really be focusing on and, and helping each other. You know, this country could be such a better place. We were great when we were all raking in the dough, but now that things are screwed up, we're going to just point fingers, you know, blame, you know, it's ridiculous, man. I don't know. Anyways. Um, I mean, now, now is a good time to even just talk about capitalism. Yeah. So yeah. it, I know luckily there's no videos for this one, but I just need to tell everybody just so kind of a report to everybody. Uh, I think there's an article at least, yeah, but um, the futures the of, uh, for yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> no, it's okay. I just want to make sure I pull the right thing up for you. <laughs> So the CME group's been trading California's water futures. So this has been reported already from a couple places, but what is happening is the futures on California's water index is being launched by the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. 
Um, the UN is warning that these new water futures may spark bubbles for the vital resource. Um, I'm going to tell you specifically why the water in California is being um, attached to the stock market. Um, it's joining gold, oil, and other commodities traded on the Wall on Wall Street, highlighting worries that the life-sustaining natural resource may become a scarce across the world. So it has become scarce in areas like California during actual uh, fires and such. Like mm -hmm. and such. So right now they're trying to link that to a source. So I don't want to be too conspiratorial. It does matter because this is the first time it's ever happened. Um, We've never traded water like a commodity, but it's important for farmers, hedge funds, and municipalities alike that are now uh, able to hedge against it or bet on future water availability in California, the biggest U.S. agricultural market and world's fifth largest economy. CME Group January 2021 contracts linked to California's 1.1 billion spot water market last traded Monday at 496. So that's like $496 per acre. So. It's understandable what's happening. It's it's a way of uh, tying in the commodity so that there's you can't uh, you can hedge against it, you can bet against it, and gain stock prices on it, but you cannot basically uh, destroy the marketplace by saying the water is now this expensive. You're forcing it to have an actual price. So it's it's a positive for some agricultural. It's the fifth largest agricultural, you know, economy. So it's really important that we keep water flowing in California. But at the same time, I'm I'm afraid that this is going to be a water commodity across the world. I mean, people are going to be trading on whether the fires are intense, you know. Yep. And I don't want the stock prices and the the price of water to go up or down because of fires that are going to happen in California. That plus pollution and, and uh, climate change and everything else that's affecting it. Yep. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, a, it's a necessity. Everybody needs water, right? So somebody's going to, you know, I guess, you know, some people think that it's good because now we're people are paying more attention to what's going on, I guess, through it. But, you know, the, the fact that somebody's actually going to profit and, and, you know, I don't like that a little bit. Part of me thinks that's a little shady. You know, I, I, it makes me feel like there's um, manipulation and other things going on in the background, you know what I mean, that I don't know about. You know, I, I guess since it's new, i got to see how it develops. They've been profiting off of water since the first time they bottled it and sold it for a yeah. dollar, or yeah. you know what I mean? Yes. And I can still remember yes. being in grammar school and uh, my teacher saying, one day you're going to have to pay for water. You're going to have to pay for bottled water for clean water and I remember saying to myself like that is crazy town this lady's crazy and <laughs> look at how we are now everything was bottles of water everywhere you can't go anywhere as soon you're probably not even gonna be able to get water a free water cup from uh, fast food restaurants you can't do that either you know everything's gonna be bottled everything's gonna you know there's a price tag on everything what else is new that this is gonna be it's now it's water you know it is it's it's crazy to think that that um, they're going to be trading it and everything like that. And it's, it's in the stock market, but <laughs> it's one more thing on the crazy list of 2020, I guess. Do you, I got a I, question. I mean, it's, it's going, it's, 
Yeah, go ahead. No, I, was, go, I got well, a question. I was going to say, you, you should watch The Expanse. You should, The Expanse, the first season, talks very specifically. It's about space exploration and in the future, and water is a huge commodity. So it's very, if you, it's a science fiction level dystopia happening right now. How do you feel about the whole thing with, um, like, you know how in Newark and in Flint, they have all the water issues or whatever that they had, and everybody had to buy bottled water and all this other stuff. Like, I wonder if that was just a trial run. Like, let's let's see how these, um, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't want to sound like super conspiratorial, but you know what I mean? Like, it just seems like certain things, uh, I don't know, man. I, I've lost so much trust with the way the government's been run. And like these corporations and their, their their willingness to do so much crazy stuff that it's it's hard to like trust in general. Like, I, I, why would you know? It, why does it take so long to help people that have water and lead in their water and poisonous water or whatever it is? And why is it you can't supply them with free water? You know, like free bottled water. Oh, because it costs something. Okay, so like we every how many times a week do we um buy water every and how week. much? We buy water every week, right? Every Maybe week. like four to six packs of, um, yeah, four to six two, packs of water. Packs of, you know, uh, I mean, big ones, you know, like, you know, it adds up containers. to what, like 30 something to 40 something dollars, right? <laughs> Each week that we spend on water. You know what I mean? We st- They just recently fixed our pipes, you know, out here in Newark, which, you know, like, that's another thing with Cory Booker. He was in office, um, for a decent amount of time, but you know, I'm sure he knew something was wrong with something, you know, because you know it's there, right? Who doesn't know the infrastructure of Newark if you're running Newark, right? <laughs> you know, so they know that the, the the infrastructure was old, and I'm sure that's and and I've seen maps of other locations in in the United States, where it's the same thing, where the the infrastructure is crappy, and they haven't done anything about it, just like Flint and everything else. And then they they put band-aids on things and then they make matters worse like by, by like i think with flint they they took water from another source and ended up contaminating more water with it you know what i mean it's like i don't you know and then you think about it okay how do you profit from it i think in my mind some of these people have these little things running in their brain like little machines running in their brain saying how can we benefit from this as well as make it look like we're helping people and it sounds crazy. Maybe I'm wrong for thinking that, but it's like my experiences so, so far with government have proven to me that that these people are not willing to give a stimulus. They're not willing to to do things for for our health. You know what I mean? And it seems like they're all in, in bed with pharmaceutical companies, which give us the medicines to help us get better. Um, they're, they're you know what I mean? Like it just seems like a cause and effect. And at the end of the at the end of the day, there's a profit for somebody, you know what I mean? And and that that bothers me a lot, you know, but you know, go ahead. I'm so sorry. I'm not as conspiratorial. No, no, I'm not as conspiratorial. But I will tell you, there's two things that you definitely got right. So yeah. I wouldn't call it a test run. But what I would call it is that the corporate entities that sell water were totally fine with it, that with you having to buy water. Yeah, that's a big goal. And honestly, without a I mean, you can blame Flint and Newark on past administrations on fed- on a federal and state level. The money is very enticing, but it has less to do with the money and more with, oh, this didn't get fixed. That's eh, more money in our pockets. Um, I don't know if you know Nestle Company cares if Flint's pipes get fixed, but um, you know, I think the government entities just didn't care about those populations 
And I hate to say that they're like, they're separate. They, the government entities themselves, those people might be receiving some kind of uh, <laughs> reward in a way by receiving donations and stuff like that from large corporations, but there can't be a one-to-one, -one. but it's easy if, if the pipes are broken and nobody's going to do anything. And it doesn't seem like the Obama administration did anything about Flint. Uh, of course, Trump didn't do anything about our uh, <laughs> entire infrastructure, which needs to be worked on. Um, and I think we talked about it before. I think um, you're, we talked about how we need to bring manufacturing back. It's not just manufacturing. It's literally infrastructure rebuilds. Yep. So if we get to that point, then we're going to actually get to maybe a place of sanity where you get some drinking water and there, but, but remember those things are still going to be sold on the market now because you still, people are going to always buy bottled water. Now people are so used to it that like, they feel weird when I like go and get water off the, the, the faucet. I, I live in New York and I live in New York has a much better, it has a pretty good uh, water system. They, they treat it continuously and they followed through with it. So I feel safe drinking that water, but there are people who will not drink that water. They will go to a water bottle as soon as possible because that's what they're used to. And I think that's what's scary is that this is going to be a new norm. And that's the only problem is that it's going to be a new norm that probably on the US and the, the world will start selling it as a commodity. Um, just the last, last little section here, 2 billion people now live in nations plagued by water problems and almost two thirds of the world can face water shortages in just four years. Tim McCourt, uh, global head of equity index and alternative investment products at CME said in an interview. So this is them knowing as an investment company that there are tons of people that are going to have water distribution problems soon. So ask me in a year, is there gonna yeah. be three different C uh, groups trading water? That's what I want to know. I mean, Nestle is already on the list. So luckily, Nestle owns a bunch of stuff. So it, it never seems like they're the bad guys. Um, I, I forgot who owns Poland Springs, but some another company, Poland larger Spring company owns Poland Springs. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you right now. It's Nestle's mm. too? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, <laughs> right? Nestle's Water North America from Stanford, Connecticut. There you go. Yep. Yeah. They got a lot of our money. <laughs> You know, the water comes from the sky, and they profit from it. <laughs> Unbelievable. But, you know, I understand. I get it. Uh, Coca-Cola is a big water company, too. Um, you know, even though they also make soda and everything. Yes. You know? But, yeah. Crazy. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I have a couple uh, of other articles. I don't know if you... I got a couple of other water articles. Oh, yeah. What a, which other article did you have? Um, let me see what we got here. I've got this one. I don't know if this is this is about the farmers, I believe. Oh yes, this is about the hedge. So, more specifically, um, while anybody can buy or sell contracts, the market could would be most affected for water users such as manufacturers, energy producers, and growers. Uh, for example, if a grower knew they were going to need water delivered in June 2021, they could buy a contract and establish a price. The price of an acre foot of water goes uh, up the time the contract ends. They could take the profit off the future contracts to make water purchases. So this is, it. it's important that this is, is about stability for some people. Um, 
I'm hoping that unfortunately it's because it's a corporation that I I don't feel I feel uneased about it. I'm not sure if it's better privatized or if in the public market, but it it just gives me some kind of uh, trepidation about the future. Mm. Mm. And then I have one more. UN warns about uh, new water futures may spark bubble for vital resources. Um, do you want to? Yeah, uh, talk I mean, about we that? we talked about that. Yeah, now okay. we talked about that. Sure so we cover everything. Is there anything, Teresa, do you have any thoughts on this before we move on? Not really. Everybody's going to make no. some money somewhere. <laughs> it's just such a pain in the ass. And people want to go to bottled water because they don't trust everything that's been happening with water. They know about Flint. They know about the different cities that have had these sparks of lead in their water. I mean, Nork didn't just have lead. It had other chemicals put into the water that were trying to treat the um, dispersal of lead that was going into the water, so it was trying to limit it. So it's got another cancer-causing substance that's in the water to try to help that. You know, so of course, no one's going to trust the water. And maybe that's a whole big thing, too. You know, playing into conspiracies, maybe that's a whole big thing, too, by them putting this whole thing together and, and making sure everybody knows about Flint and stuff to make you run towards bottled water, run towards, you know, those big jugs for the coolers. Everybody's got a cooler in their house. Nobody has anything that's like, uh, you know, we were talking about getting a whole filtration system to put into our pipes so that we could actually use the water, you know, but nobody wants to do that. It's easier to just buy that pack of water from ShopRite or, or BJ's or whatever and then just be with that all the time. Nobody thinks about it until now, now it's on... Now it's a tradable commodity. You got to spend a lot of money to get that reverse osmosis machines. You know, like the $500 and better. You know what I mean? That's the only way you're really going to get decent water. Nobody wants to pay you for that. They, they screwed it all up, right? They don't want to pay you for that. They don't talk about how the lead and all the other chemicals um, settle in some of the pipes. So they expect you, like when they fixed our pipes, they said, oh, turn on all your faucets and... Every six months, turn it on for like a half an hour so you could flush the pipes. And I'm like, how do I know it's really getting rid of everything? You know, so at this point, I have absolutely no trust in what's going on in our pipes. You know, and we're still bathing in some of this stuff. And, you know, but, you know, they don't want to pay you extra money to get it fixed by a professional, right? To have it professionally flushed out. They assume that just turning on the water is going to do it. What if you have a section of it that, you know, it's stuck in there? You know, you're still going to have these little bits of lead. In so we have on our shower uh filters um we have filters on our um on you know like the ones that the, the pure filters on the mm -hmm. on the sinks we still don't drink the water from there we just use it so that you know if we need to wash certain things or whatever it is it doesn't cross contaminate things but that's money man and it's like somebody's profiting off of it and, because we don't trust what's going on with that stuff and and i'm sure like new york is better or whatever it is but that's just the same thing to you know her mother had, had spoken to us about in the past. She was like, all the water's coming from upstate New York and it's coming down here and it's clean. And I was like, that's great. But as it travels through all that crap, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like, if it's, it doesn't matter how pure it is at the source, it's going through sewage, it's still garbage, right? So I mean, it's not sewage exactly, but you know, all the chemicals and whatever. And and we would get into yeah. these discussions. I, I love her to death. I, I love her mother to death. But at the end of the day, we would talk about it. And I was like, look, man, like, say what you want to say. I don't trust anything. The, the minute I moved out here, I've lived out here for like close to 14 years, right? And um, my first 10 years, 
I was telling Teresa, I was like, yo, you know, things are kind of like, I don't know, man. Like, it's kind of weird. This water, my skin's itchy now and irritated and so on and so forth. And I couldn't put it together. And I spoke to somebody uh, with the water department about, uh, you know, like, should we get a water test? And he gave me this look like, you know, like, you better get a check. You know what I mean? And this is before they even announced um, all the, the chemicals and everything that were going in the water. You know, that the, the, the problems that they were having with the lead. So they knew, man. I, I swear they knew. They had to have known. I can't say they knew. I, I'm just assuming they knew. But at the same time, like, I kind of know they knew. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, mm -hmm. man. That, that's crazy. But, you know. But um, hopefully, um, I like I explained to you, I have some people out here in Newark that we'll have in the future shows that can, you know, they're, they're affiliated with Ross Baraka and some other people. Hopefully they can give us more insight on what's going on on the other end. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, that we could discuss about it. But we'll see how all that works. Hopefully that will happen soon. Yeah. So what do you want to talk about next? So you guys <laughs> want to talk about antitrust? Like since we were just talking about trusting the government, where the next couple uh, articles are about Zuckerberg, Facebook, and the antitrust suits that are happening. Ooh, fun. <laughs> Okay, so let's yeah, get to, I do not have my number up for that, unfortunately. I Sorry think about the that. Zuckerberg one is, I think, the two or three, maybe. Three. Three, three. right? Yeah. Okay, so let's let's see the so, Zucksters, man. Zucksters. Yeah, talk over the Zuckster. <laughs> uh, prosecutors, Facebook is sued over acquisitions. So prosecutors say company has used its uh, power to crush rivals with allegations centered on acquisition of Instagram and WhatsApp, which is the heart of the antitrust suit. The U.S. government, with 48 states and districts, filed par uh, parallel lawsuits against Facebook. In a major antitrust suit that accuses the social media giant from an for anti-competitive behaviors and could ultimately force it to be broken up, specifically focused on Facebook's dominance of the social media landscape, absorbing potential competitors and blocking market access to others that could have eaten its market share. So I brought up the antitrust element of this first because do you, do you, do you even trust this guy? And it's not just this guy. There's a bunch of people. There's the, luckily this is C-SPAN uh, thing had the Twitter guy, the guy who runs Twitter as well. They were speaking more on um, disinformation because that seems to be super important to Congress for some reason. Um, instead of talking about how, how much control these social media platforms actually have to kind of our the way we talk about things even like we're using this to we're using twitch and youtube like those are major platforms of of, of ideas and how to use them and we're having real arguments about that so uh any any feelings about the antitrust element of this because there's a little bit more when it comes to disinformation the guy that looks like zuckerberg is not worth trusting he looks like he's from outer space man <laughs> That guy's scary looking. Uh, he used to look more normal. I don't know what it is over time, man. He's he's turn he's turning into something, man. He's he's going to his final form or something. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> scary, man. That dude is scary looking. Like there's something about him. Like you see that video that you were just, you know, like that 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 dude looks crazy, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I don't want to be like insulting him just because of his looks. Like a lot of his stuff with business, like I look at it as like the the norm when it comes to, you know, people want to know your information so they could sell your information, they could profit off your information, 
or they could utilize it to get leverage over something with your information like to me that's the new normal norm in my perspective in regards to the internet he just looks creepy you know what i mean like at the end of the day and and a lot of people you know like politicians and the everyday person or whatever they have their gripes towards it because of the fact that they feel like it's either intrusive or like when it comes to the other end you know like like people in general feel like it's intrusive but on the other end they feel other people feel like you know how should, how come this person's becoming a monopoly and why are they profiting this and that why am i not seeing that money or you know whatever reasoning behind it that they feel um like it's not um you know there's no trust uh, antitrust or whatever it is i think facebook is definitely becoming it's, a monopoly though 100 percent. and i'm surprised that it's taken as long as it has for this lawsuit to actually be put forward because they did they snatched up instagram they snatched up the whatsapp you know, these were all big popular contenders that really looked like they were going to go after Facebook. And this Facebook giant came and threw money at it enough to get to get it under its wing, you know. And everything is, there's so much stuff that goes back to, to Facebook and stuff like that. You know, especially when you talk about trust and everything like that. They have all these things now that they're trying to fact check a lot of stuff, but then a lot of things are getting passed through anyway. You have this huge, like spike now in conspiracy theorist craziness that's going on that you know they're talking about so much stuff that's that's coming through that's making it look like it's legit and it's not they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing when it comes to fact checking when it comes on twitter as well as facebook there's a lot of things that are getting passed through like it's like it's real stuff you know and nowadays everybody's getting their information from everywhere else besides mainstream media. So mainstream media is even struggling too, especially when it comes to their conspiracy theorists. I think Fox is having their biggest problem with them because that's a lot of their base, you know, with the Trumpers and everything, they're going towards this conspiracy theorist, um, you know, websites and everything like that. And that's becoming more popular. But now they have to walk that delicate line of actual truth in, um, you know, in media and whether it's just going to be entertainment value. A lot of these people are believing it, you know, they see it on Facebook, if they see it on Twitter, oh, it must be real. Right. They got to figure that out. But this monopoly definitely has to stop when it comes to Facebook because it is, it is 100% everywhere. I have two views on this. I see the perspective of market share, like why they're doing what they're doing as a business and like, I'm not a hundred percent like I'm mostly against it. But I'm not a hundred percent against it. Like I understand the reasoning behind it. Like if you can be, um, you know, if you got Snapchat and Instagram and all these different businesses that are competing with each other, you know, I understand why they're doing what they're doing. But at the same time, with the information that they're they're getting, what are they doing with it? Are they, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Are they being truthful about what they're uh, putting out there, or you know, because they claim that they're a publisher and they're not really fully responsible about you know some of the content that's in there. But then, yeah, yeah at the same time, they want control over everything. There's a lot of different angles to look at it, and and some of it I see is justified because if I was a business person, of course I'd want to get the most market share. If I was like, for instance, um, you know, doing something in media, I want certain things like let's say I, I I'm a, a video production um. A, a company that sells video stock video or whatever it is i'd like to have stock video stock audio stock um 
photos. You know what I mean? Like, I, I would like to have a variety of stuff underneath my thing so I could also profit from that. I, it's just consolidating a bunch of different things. But it's stifling but, technology, too, when it comes to them monopolizing everything. Oh, I agree. That's what I said. Up. They said that there was a lot of potential with, like, WhatsApp and everything like that to expand. Um, but then it got just absorbed by the Facebook machine. And now that that's that is completely stopped. You but know, they sold they, they were they bought it. It's not like. It's not like they stole it and they no, just did No, but that's what I'm saying. But, the know, potential, the people that were behind it had the potential to make that happen, make it huge and make it different and to put it, make it somewhere else. It's like what Facebook is doing with buying up all this stuff is stifling the technology aspect of it, the expansion of the possibilities of what these different social media apps and stuff like that could actually become they're stifling it it's mm. like okay i bought it and now i'm just gonna hold it and not let it grow yeah do you really think that it's totally stifling though because like some of the stuff that they're doing all we with, have is facebook with ai all we have is facebook. that's the biggest social media platform we well, have it's like that, everybody that's the, that's has to have facebook that's the people's choice though it's like is it? I, you don't have none what of us have to have be, but what i mean either need, like you, you don't either need in a way, way, you either work on Facebook, you either do Twitter, or you do Reddit, <laughs> and yeah. that's what I've noticed is that there's not a lot of in there's there's not a lot of competition. I mean, Instagram was in there too, but for instance, Instagram. This is a content issue too. I was going to talk about how Facebook becoming a monopoly causes also censorship in a different way, not just from like the people who are saying outlandish things. Like I am a sex positive person, so Instagram has gone directly against anybody who's a model. So a lot of female pictures get taken down while the male equivalent of that is totally fine. You can yeah. have a completely shirtless male and that's Free the totally nipple. fine. Yeah. But, Free the nipple. <laughs> so it's just, and, and you know, and I, I feel bad because these are people who are actually doing art too. They're when they're doing their photography, they're doing kind of multi-layered kind of things. They're doing rope stuff, they're doing pole dancing, all that stuff. And they have to worry about every little detail of what they show because if it has any incident of sexual conduct it can be taken down or if you and that uh, that also applies to twitter where if you say something that is slightly offensive i just saw somebody that uh, i don't know if you've ever heard of him richard Askow. he was he had uh his twitter hacked and it sent out a bunch of stuff to other people and he did, just got out of twitter jail uh after six months they wouldn't help him out he was like i i seriously got hacked like you can tell that i got mm -hmm. hacked you know, and it's just the thing is that they want to lower their responsibility. No, no, it's okay. No, my 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 thing is, it's like, it's a choice though. At the end of the day, like I agree with you, like in a sense of the monopoly aspect of it that they are running everything. I get that, but it's a choice. It's the people's choice to decide to put up with that. It's the choice of um, you know, like if I wanted to set up the next Facebook or the next YouTube or the next whatever, it would be almost impossible because i'm not capable of like providing that type of service at that large scale that they're you know at as of now at some point they were small though they weren't huge they just happened to 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 develop into what they are now now i don't 100 percent like i'm not a capitalist person you know i i believe that everybody should have a chance in life and everything else but at the same time if somebody's done something you know it, it's all about intention at the end of the day like if you're if you're using what you have in a bad way like like you said with the 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 um 
censorship of of uh, of women over men and certain things that's kind of shady and that's the type of thing that i feel like you know if you're not really into that maybe you should not be on facebook you know what i mean even though facebook and and it's crazy because facebook and all these other places they're pretty um crappy in regards to how they treat people who want to do their advertisements and and so on and so forth lately i've been super pissed with instagram and super pissed with facebook and 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 youtube in regards to how hard i have to fight to get views without having to pay you know but then at the same time it's a free service you know what i mean like like it's one thing if you're paying for something and you're getting screwed it's another thing if you're not paying for something in my mind you're paying then, for it you're paying for it for every ad that you get thrown at you for every time that you've googled anything and then you that just ad hang comes up, the, up that goes and, says, and is off. catered to you you're paying for it every time they listen to you over your freaking your phone and tell you and feed you what you want to know what you want to hear what you want to buy like that's you're everything. paying for it you're Ther- paying for Teresa, it that's privacy. everything that's alexa but, but, that's everything that's the, going up to you absolutely so, but that's why end- a lot of us don't have alexas and uh, that's i mean the the real conversation is is like can you stem technology can you stop technology from progressing and you kind of have to get yourself involved in it because the technology ooh, there you go my camera went a little glitchy on me um yeah. but the technology itself yeah let me see it's okay you're okay it, it, it's it, the band i could see it on you my can hear own. me at least so yeah yeah you look you're, you're okay yeah, it's not so, horrible but the technology itself like there you go like it follows the time you do you have to process it as the internet is going to happen instagram if you're if you do photography you're going to always want to be on instagram and it sucks that they got sucked up by Facebook, but what are you going to do? What's your other plan? And your other plans are to, to get exposure, you have to use Flickr or, you know what I'm saying? It's always another pay-for-play site. So unfortunately, like when there's not competition for social media access, Facebook, there's nothing fighting Facebook. Um, no. I'm about to yeah, start giving out this, flyers this again. I th- I'm starting to think paper flyers and other <laughs> Like I was thinking that the other day, I was like, with all the the headaches and and, and stuff you got to deal with, with all the promotion stuff that you got to do with these these companies. Imagine bringing it back to old school stuff, putting up posters and other crap. You know what I mean? Like, and gradually building that way, like some some um, you know, really um, what is it uh, on the ground type of what, what do they call that? I forget the name of the the that the, they used to call it when you used to go out and like hustle on the streets and street and street teaming. Street well, street teams, teams and like other things like that, but street, you know, what I, mean. yeah, I was a street but, teamer too. But you know, at the end of the day, it's like um, that's kind of like what I feel is is going to be necessary. And and you know, when my businesses that I'm doing on the side of from this, my goal is to start gravitating people to my website. You know, doing things to to get people there and then develop it from there. Because at the end of the day, if you're not your own network in this world. They're, you know, they're, they're basically in control of the funnel. You know what I mean? So if you like, I've heard mm-hmm. from other people, basically, there's a huge amount of people. You want them to come somewhere. Alexa, Google, all these different search engines, they're the ones directing you to what pizza you're going to eat, to what, um, you know, what clothes you're going to buy, whatever it is. If you're not that person um, controlling that, you're you're lost in the mix just like everybody else you can only give but so many people the the resource of the uh, the people the resource of that 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 specific service or whatever it is in order for you to gain uh popularity you got to pay for it now and and 
you got the gatekeepers, Google and Alexa, and you know they're the gatekeepers, and and that's just the truth. And, and people are pissed about it. That's not fair. That's not. But it's a free service. Like what? You know, it's 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 not. They are utilizing certain things, but that's how they make their money. That's the that's the thing that you signed up for when you decided to 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 to, to use that service. I don't think it's cool. I think it's kind of shady, but if 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 you're getting it for free, you're not paying for Google. You know what I mean? Like the only way you don't get Google ads is by paying for their premium services, right? The only way you don't I'm not Google, uh, YouTube ads is paying for the premium services. That's what everything. You got to pay for that extra subscription-based service in order for the thing to not be you know, for you not to see these but stupid things. But I think that's things. where you're you get into the dangers of monopoly. You're not understanding the danger of monopoly in that way because what it's really doing is stifling that growth. And I really do believe that that Facebook is stifling the growth when it comes to technology and social media. It's stifling it. You know, it is collectively buying up these these groups, these potential apps that have the potential to be contenders before they can fully grow. And that is that is what a monopoly is that we don't want that because then you don't have any any things that come up that actually are contenders something that might be better than Facebook we'd still have MySpace if Facebook so, wasn't allowed to grow you know what I mean like come on so there, do you just there's everything has it? but I'm sorry do you just just disband everything like to just tell people okay Facebook is gone. YouTube no one's saying to disband it, but, but it's something to have to like it? actually get them. It's the same thing with Jello. Jello. Let's look at Jello. Mm -hmm. All right, Jello, the company owns Jello outside of the United States. It owns everything Jello. It owns Royal, which also makes Jello. It's it owns all of it, but inside of the U.S., they said no, you can't do that. You have a monopoly on Jello. We don't want you to have the monopoly. So Royal within the United States is owned by a different company. It's the same thing. You're gonna get your Jello from every from the same Jello person all the time. You'll never experience any new Jello. It's the same thing when it comes to Facebook. No one's trying to stop them from buying. Okay, yeah, buy more stuff, but don't stifle the competition. Don't try to buy it out before anything's gotten so big enough to actually become a contender. How do you become a contender then? Because then people are always gonna be like, yeah, buy my stuff. And what I would say, this is just the new age Bell Atlantic breakup. This is like where you have somebody who just swallowed up too many companies. And this is the hard part. The FTC did approve those acquisitions. So getting that reversed is very difficult. I don't think that Facebook, even with the antitrust suit with 48 states, is going to lose more than probably WhatsApp, which is the larger really one of lose. the two. But I think it's going to send the message of y'all need to chill. <laughs> you need to chill and you're probably not going to yeah, get as maybe. much as what you're expecting the next time a WhatsApp or Instagram runs around. Yeah, yeah maybe. I just, I just feel um, like and actually, this is actually. Oh, finish. I just feel like there's not much we can do about a lot of that. You know, at the end of the day, when you have the money to purchase other people or not people, but other companies, you know, I agree with, with the unfairness aspect and, and everything else and the fact that it does limit certain things. But at the same time, consolidation and being able to, like, get a bunch of different things and make it into something that's more, like, like I think, like, the, the actual platform is, in, in most cases, is very brilliant to, you know, in the sense of, like, how it works and how it functions and how it consolidates all these other different things to make it into a bigger thing. And it also 
gives a lot of people jobs and and so on and so forth so there's certain positives about it i just don't you know and i agree with what Teresa said about the jello stuff i get i get her perspective of it and you know i, I try to be open-minded to like you know but at the same time as all the technology that i've been around in my life i feel like some of it is justified and some of it is misunderstood you know like like we spoke to richard you know last time you know sometimes it's about the intentions at the end you know it's all about the intentions of what the persons are using that technology for yes i think facebook has some shady behavior yes i think you know with certain things with like shadow banning and and youtube and all this other you know crazy stuff in facebook or whatever but then at the same time it's like it's a company it, it's it's all about choice at the end of the day it's yes or no do we choose to to, to support these companies and if we feel like it, it weighs out more towards yes people are just going to keep doing it until something better comes i think eventually it's going to die out i think something's going to happen with these companies uh or something else is going to be developed especially now with ai and everything else that something's going to be developed that's going to change things hugely you know what i mean maybe facebook or, or google will, will buy them out too i don't know but at the end of the day i think something or some somehow things are going to change and new technology is going to come out and new opportunities and new things directions because there's i know a lot of people that don't use google as their search engine DuckDuckGo, and all these other different uh companies they might not be as as, as popular but they still use it mozilla and, and you know firefox or whatever it is people use it for different reasons you know that they like certain features about it you know the chromium based browsers that are coming out i think um what is it even microsoft is using uh chromium based browsers and stuff and so it's like things are changing man it, it just seems like it's been forever that these people have been running the show you know but you know look well, what that's the point of the monopoly look at myspace myspace how long did myspace last it lasted for a little while right it didn't not last long. as long as google not as long it's as still alive it's uh yeah. actually to be fair, MySpace is still alive. It just changed what it's doing. <laughs> it's doing it t t towards artists now. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually very interesting. That they 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 did lose a a ton of share when Facebook yeah. became popular. That's yeah. just very important to note. But yeah. um, no, they're still a around. They just usually now do music, songs, yeah. and videos. I I've never had a link to MySpace in yeah. ten years or so. Yeah. But it still exists, and um, I want to. If it's okay, I'm gonna to move to a different gatekeeper. A different gatekeeper would be like HBO Max now, Disney Plus, <laughs> Netflix. For me, those are the real entity. They're not social media, but they are media, um, the devices of media that I think are changing d dramatically right now. Um, mostly because of the pandemic. Um, I believe that the films themselves weren't doing as well as they wanted to in the theaters, but um, Let's just go into it. 17 movies will arrive in theaters and on HBO Max simultaneously. The biggest challenge yet to Hollywood's traditional way of doing business. HBO Max subscribers will receive instant access to big budget extravaganzas like the Suicide Squad sequel, the Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, Dune, and Matrix 4. Which is interesting that they're, they're willing to just say Matrix, which is a huge series for them, we're just going to allow it to go to streaming services at this point because we need to assure profits as quickly as possible mm -hmm. so that's another gatekeeper disney plus hbo max netflix hulu hulu is owned by disney now 
Um, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's something that we need to think about because as I know for, for me, it probably won't affect me as a worker, as an audio engineer, it probably won't do much. Um, but I know for a fact that the actors will be paid less, writers will be paid less, etc. Well, there's like a huge slew of lawsuits that are probably going to be coming forward because uh, they said that Fox went and made this deal with HBO Max without consulting any of the um, uh, any of the production. They didn't talk to them about it. They just went and they made this deal and they're acting like it's supposed to be cool. And it's not because a lot of these actors have in their contracts that if they make a certain amount of money at the box office, it also will affect how much money they make from this movie. So for them to say, okay, well, we're going to release in the movie theaters and release it on HBO Max, it's directly going to affect those numbers. So they've got a slew of, of uh, lawsuits that are going to end up coming their way because of that, because they're going to have actors that are going to come out like Gal Gadot with Wonder Woman. You know she's going to come after them because her contract clearly states yeah. that she's supposed to make a certain amount of money yeah. depending on how well it does in the box office. And if it's going to HBO Max and it's not like they're paying, they said it, it's not like they're paying extra to get it like Mulan with HBO uh, with uh, Disney did they're paying the regular subscription service for HBO Max to get access to this movie so it's directly going to affect their numbers they're going to have to pay out uh, Gal Gadot and all these other actors that have this stipulation in their contracts they're going to lose money on this I don't know who okayed this without going around and making sure all the T's were crossed and the I's were dotted but someone's getting fired here and they're going to be paying out their ass <laughs> um it's it's a lot of films though like i mean the whole the whole the whole platform now all of these are gonna go to these major it's just gonna go to disney plus and and, and uh netflix so we have to accept that right because that's our that's our gatekeepers now but yeah it sucks paying um i pay at least 35 a month for media services that are like prime as well um that's a lot i mean when you add that on to having to have a cable, uh, not a cable bill, but a, you know, internet bill, basically, that really starts to add up over time. And mm -hmm. somehow getting the TV, the TV being gone doesn't matter because there's always another way to watch something, right? So how do you that's feel, the future. Um, how do you feel about, um, did you see The Mandalorian? Do you watch any of that stuff or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, of course so I do. Yeah, 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 I snuck it so, in. I'll, so, I'll, I'll be honest. Nobody. It's okay. It's nothing wrong with it. I get it. Um, so like they have um, new technology now that they use screens and stuff like LED, like um, you know, projectors or whatever it is that they're using to to you know for the background yes. or whatever. Instead of shooting uh, a lot of the stuff on site, and it looks amazing. You know what I mean? A lot of the new stuff. So they're they're able to put out stuff, but um less i guess actual um scene building um yeah and it, it's amazing and, and i don't know if that necessarily saves them money because i'm sure the technology and rendering the the 3d stuff that they're putting in there or whatever probably does cost a lot but um it just seems like now they can just spit out like movie quality uh home video now just like we're doing here with with this stuff we're doing pretty well compared to like 10 years ago. 10 years ago, we would couldn't think about doing a show like this, you know, without it, you know, having, you know, 
being in like a million dollar production, you know, I mean, maybe not a million, but like several thousand dollar production, you know. So at the end of the day, it's like they're just profiting, man. It's like once you they have like the keys to the the house, you know, like these big companies are they're balling, man. I just yeah, I think I'm happy forward, for it, they'll but... probably be able to save a lot of money with all this new yeah, stuff coming yeah, out, but. Yeah. They've already made these movies specifically that are coming out. They've already made these movies. They've used the on-site locations. They used the big production. Yeah, They've yeah. spent the money on all the uh, snack, um, what you call it, that they've had. And, you know, they put all about the money up for it. So they're going to get their money one way or another. <laughs> they're, 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 they don't even, I don't think, they barely use chroma keying now. They use, they use the lighting of the, of the actual um, projectors to you know make it look natural instead of doing color grading i mean i'm sure they still do color grading and everything with with the with the people and everything to make it look like they're in the scene but it's amazing what they could do now you know they just buy the 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 equipment that does the stuff and they just keep using the equipment and when the equipment dies they just buy more equipment it's not like they're actually oh i need you to go and and render this like um you know creature for you know the Mand mandalorian or whatever i mean they do some of that stuff but in regards to like you they understand do, what i'm getting know, at i'm gonna say they go they go big they go they, big they, they, they go big both, but um, it's not i think stuff. yeah I, I think to some degree though i mean i'm not gonna say that they're, they're, they're not spending money but to some degree it's cut a lot of cost because uh, think about the the man hours they had to do with chroma king because not every time the key will be perfect so you'll see little areas that they had to like you know you know comp certain things out and fix certain things you know it, it's it's crazy man it, it's technology is amazing even the I stuff mean, that look, I, I agree we could with do. you 100 percent i was gonna say i agree with you 100 percent because i know my one of my roommates is a set builder and mm -hmm. the other one that i know is in new orleans and she was doing set building as well as yeah. well as like um I don't know if you want to call it production assistant duties, but it's more of like building for the set. So it's a set PA. Mm -hmm. um, and she's been doing that and then everything closed down. And then now she has to worry about, I mean, technology is going to wipe out some of this, but at the same time, maybe the technology is too high grade for some people. So it'll keep, it keeps it so that that's not the norm. I'm hoping. I don't know. Like big studios are going to use this whenever they can. Look at the price I, I have of no equipment. question that a big studio will. Look at how price of equipment's yeah. dropping though. It's like, you know, like cuz if they can't sell it, the price of the equipment's drop and they still like they like look at how many cameras come out each year. Look at how many uh lighting kits come out each year. You know what I mean? Like everything, you know, there's only but so much. I think the only thing that's really not really changed much is grip equipment. You know what I mean? Like like stands and yes. like you know things like that you know because you need that for you know yeah. holding things and you know other than that it's like the the technology you can get yourself a 4k camera that looks amazing that's relatively cheap now you know what i mean and you know that's that, it's crazy it's well, crazy they said that, that um movie like the movie industry had to find a way to make things cheaper more affordable anyway because it just would take one of these huge box office numbers to completely tank at the movie theaters. And now with, you know, mm -hmm. us having this pandemic, this is a real possibility of them completely tanking that would really take down the movie industry as we know it because of that. Think about all the money that goes into everything, you know, craft services, all this stuff, you know, 
that they end mm -hmm. up spending so much money on on these big movies not just the bloated paychecks of the actors and everybody else but you know it's like of course this might be the perfect storm 2020 this giant pandemic the perfect storm to really pull pull in the reins of the movie industry and its wasteful nature well they're doubling down too man look yep. at it look at all this stuff that they're making now they got the Mando stuff. They got the old, uh, what is it, the uh, Obi Wan Kenobi movie coming out. They're bringing all these people in and trying to like, like they're they're doubling it's, down on it. It's they're, twelve yeah. shows. Yeah, man. They want. It's they know shows, people are man. home. They're not doing anything. They are. We are just. We are in a point where we're just absorbing everything that comes out, which is why we had such a big reaction. I think too when the Black Lives Matter movement really grew you know, gain speed and everything like that with protests because everybody's home and they're getting, everything is just coming in and we're absorbing everything. You know, you will pay that $35 for your subscription service every month because you want to make sure that you're connected to everything that's coming in. You know, it's just what's happening now to us in this time. Do you think a Jeet Pai getting, leaving soon? Um, as they said, like when, um, what's his face comes in, Biden comes in, you think some of these uh, net neutrality rules are going to change? No, no. You think it's, I, you think... I firmly believe that those net neutrality rules were the what even corporate Democrats wanted. Unfortunately, um, it does serve the people that they get donated, get money donated to, is to have as much strong DM, DMCA kind of actions so that you can't copy the copyright things. They just want to have as much control as possible. So. I believe that net neutrality is not even on the table with mm -hmm. the Biden administration. Um, I think you might get the internet as a necessary service in four years, like at the very end of that. Um, like that's my one hope because it is a yeah. it's a utility that yeah, that would su significantly change the way that we work. It would make everything cheaper because we also gave them a huge loan to put down all that fiber optic line. Yep. So like Comcast, all of those people are creating just massive profits off this. Mm -hmm. And I don't see that stopping right now. I see people starting to think about it. And like the fact is that you can't survive right now without the internet. Like yep. you can survive, but you can't thrive without the internet. No, I think you're more closer to can't survive. Think about all the kids that are home from school. You know, how are they going to learn? Mm. There are kids there. They even had a story about one kid that has to go to school so he can use the Wi-Fi at school because his house doesn't have the Wi-Fi. He doesn't have any Wi-Fi access or his parents can't afford it or it's something about where he lives that they can't get it. He, he literally sits outside of school going and doing the online classes outside of his school. I mean, it's that it has to be put up as a utility as of right now with what we're going through, 100%. Yeah. So, okay, so a question. Do you want to talk about um, how this affects China or do you want to go to a more, I, I would call it a happier story, with uh, Disney announcing that it, land, it has a landmark deal with Kugali? Go to the happy story. Happy, happy. <laughs> All right. I'm good with that. Me too. Um, so you can you can run that B-roll if you want. There's a bunch of uh, six, digital right? comics there. I believe it's yeah. video six. Yeah, let's, right? let's play that first.
An intruder. The idea was that in the science fiction genre, there were hardly any black people. It was as though they were passing on this message that there are no black people in the future. What is the meaning of this? Protect the general. Give your life if you must. Musicians and, and writers decided that they were going to create their own genre, Afrofuturism, which presents a future where black people do, in fact, exist. Siki Nelson. Let's see if I get the names. Yes. We have a story where someone from Senegal is creating a space opera. He, he didn't create ships to look like American jet fighters. His ships look like boats, the boats they used for fishing in Senegal. Where we understand life is through story. The way we get meaning in life is through our story. The way we kind of structure ourselves in society through the stories we tell ourselves. So what I find so interesting, yeah, that's all. Uh, what I find so interesting about this story is that it took them two years of them going after Disney and going, not like going towards Disney, but like making jokes at them. Two years on and Disney, instead of battling Abraham and his colleagues, have announced a collaboration. It's the first time that it will work with African storytellers to create an animated series set on the continent. So that's what's more relevant. It's not just black people doing it. And it's more like, let's explore an entire culture finally. And um, I know that there's some shows that we have now which have done a pretty good job. I would say that um, I, I, there's some people with criticisms, but Lovecraft Country did a great job doing. I love the Lovecraft. Yeah, it's, it's Afrofuturism. Like, yeah. I think that's what some people don't quite get. That for me, of course, they're going to go into the more relevant episode first and first and second. It was the first and second episodes that have to do with like the green book and all the stuff like crossing boundaries in different states. But the rest of it is a futuristic Indiana Jones, like all those little stories that I wanted a black person to be in. And, you know, I, that's all I felt like when I watched it, I was like, I mean, I feel empowered that I read books that were centered around fantasy and around all of that. And we exist like in a way it's almost like we exist. We're a group of people who kind of like dorky stuff too. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, it's, it all has to come back to um, black Panther because that's when they actually started seeing, Oh my God, there's so much money in this. Obviously, you know, same thing that they did with like with wonder woman and everything. Oh my God, women want to pay for to see this stuff as well as men and everybody else. It's the same thing. So, you know, yeah, Black Panther was a big thing with this, making sure that this happened. You could see that they're trying to actually explore these different um, ideas now, which is great. It's great. People can actually see and identify with people on screen. It's not just, you know, seeing the same thing, the same tropes over and over again. Um, just to, to add on to it a little bit, Walt Disney's Animation Studios Chief Executive Officer Jennifer Lee said it was the BBC short film about Kugali that caught their attention. Um, she said she was intrigued by Ibrahim's ass-kicking comment. So they were, oh, you know what you should do? You should actually go to the website that, that, I, that they have up. Um, I believe it's in the page as well, because that'll show you some of the beautiful this work one. that they do. Yeah, yeah, you got it.
I got you, brother. I always got you. (laughs) Yeah, you got me. But I mean, they, they, he, they're saying their story, their talents as storytellers blew them away. So it's great just to see this happen naturally. This is a natural occurrence where they, they didn't just get bought out. Basically, they were like, no, we're going to create our own thing. And then somebody actually discovered them and actually felt like, you know what? We have been wrong for generations. Let's do what we can to fundamentally. I mean, it's, I hate to say it. It's a woke thing to do. It's a very <laughs> understanding of other communities and finally saying, no, we're not satisfied with the way that we've been doing things. Let's allow it's uh, this is going to be released in 2022. So that's a pretty fast release for for one of these things, um, since, especially since I think this deal was only brokered like a week ago, three days ago. That's cool. Oh, it's wow. Great that that they finally got that something like Disney's finally getting something new. Um, you know, it's just like, I think when it came to like Pixar and stuff like that, that was their, their last freshest thing that they had come out with when it came to animation and something being different. So now that they're having this as Mm -hmm. well, which is great that they're actually exploring, um, new art, new animation styles too. It reminds me a lot of the boondocks kind of like, you know, I, I don't know. You, you agree? I was going to say the Boondocks and Samurai Jack just yep, cut yep. into each other. Yep, yep, yep. Pretty awesome, man. Yeah, man. And it's awesome I... that they have these books. I'm actually, I'm actually going to come back and like read yeah, these they little got, shorts. It's, they uh, yeah, they got uh, four sh- uh, free comic books, and then they got a library here, digital comic library. It's a nice little website, man. Look and that also this, tells man. you so much power in Africa. I mean, that's one of the, we skipped the story for today about uh, China and their interactions in rural areas with technology. But look at this. These group of what, you know, they don't look at cool. I know, African as a continent, but they're from three different countries in, in Africa. And they're all like, it's difficult when it's not your society is not built around technology. But they were like, no. We are we love it so much. We love what we see. So let's create something, and it's possible everywhere. You see this? They got wow. augmented reality yeah. stuff too. Yeah, Whoa, man. that is awesome. See, that's what I mean. Technology, once it gets around, it can really be empowering. It's 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 so hard that we live in a society that has monopolies and stuff like that that are you know gatekeeping, gatekeeping yeah. us. But yeah. to to see that these people went on their own and defied that reality is important. They defied the reality that you can't make it without, you know, going up to Disney first and working for Disney for five to six years. You know, (laughs) they didn't go up that chain. They decided let's create this and then blow them out of the water and force them to come to us. Working for the rat. (laughs) Yep. It's nice. It's nice. I like when I see people collaborate together and create amazing things, you know, like whatever team they have there. I don't I don't know much about them in general, but the the end result looks beautiful. That their end result. I'm going to say amazing. watch this break Black Panther. Let's watch this break Black uh Black Panther's records right there because it's a cartoon coming out with Disney. Yeah. 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 Do you think how do you feel about it though? Do you feel like there, there is the word appropriation correct for this? Like, how do you feel? Um, I don't know if it's considered appropriation because it's on Disney's another... behalf. 
yeah, like on Disney's behalf, I I don't see it as appro- appropriation because you're actually hiring the people. Yeah, so who I, I, did so I, this I didn't know if I was using the right yeah. word for it. Like I don't, I'm not the most. I'm not gonna say I'm illiterate, but I'm not always uh, great with spe- specific words for. But do, how do you feel about it? Do you feel like they're that, what do you think their purpose of it is? Do you think it's just to gain a, a larger audience? Do you think there's like, because, uh, you know, Disney's a little shady, you know? <laughs> their history hasn't I'm been that tell great. You, it's it's, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's all about the money. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of like, it kind of reminds the... me, no, no. it kind of reminds me too of, um, <laughs> what was it, the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie that they mm-hmm. did? I think that kind of explored um, new art concept as well. So it's great that they're actually going into something like this. It's, you know, it's really going to be, and it does, it gives you that idea that anybody can really come up with this stuff and that, you know, even with uh, limits of technology, you can still achieve this. It's great. It's amazing. Do you, do you think that... Um, I love changed... how they... Oh, go ahead. You, I'm sorry, do you think that they've changed a lot from their past like in regards to the perspective of like people of color and because i know at disney back in the days there were a lot of things about people talking about oh walt disney was kind of racist and this and that and whatever else like how do you feel like i mean even though when you look at some of the stuff that they had like it's a small world and all this other stuff that they had at, at uh you know disney walt disney um you know themes theme park or whatever it is mm-hmm. um do you think that like they're kind of like waking up and maybe I wouldn't say they're woke yet, but you know what I'm saying? Do you think that some of that stuff is actually legitimately like they really want to kind of like influence people and let people see other um you know uh what's the word I'm looking for? Um you know just different viewpoints. Yeah, different viewpoints and different and, people. Yeah, different people, yeah, you know, like cultures that's the word i'm looking for different cultures and and everything else do you think that they legitimately want to do that or you really like because you said money before so i know a lot of it has to do with money but do you think you think part of it still just a little part of it might be like they're trying to like do the right thing or i think people that have been fighting for it a long time in the dark heart of the mouse house have you know finally gotten their point where they're like yay we're getting somewhere but uh the slow wheel of the mouse wheel turning has only gotten us this far uh, at this point. You know, I think with everything that's happened with mm-hmm. 2020, I think a lot of corporations are grabbing at trying to feel woke and to make mm-hmm. them seem like we are not racist. We are totally about making things more progressive in this, you know, and we want to be part because cancel culture is a big thing, you know, <laughs> and Disney doesn't want to be canceled out and claim to be racist or anything. So, you know, a part of me is, yeah, they're big trying to grab at something. But um, at the same time, I would hope, you know, the people are, there are people always on the inside that are always going to be wanting to make things better. But yeah, they're, they're just doing this mostly for money, mostly to get the attention, mostly to try to say, we're not racist. Don't look at us. Don't try to cancel us. We're good guys. I want to say that this is the, the great thing about unintended consequences, because even if they're just doing it for the monetary reasons, they are still exposing these the Kugali and this group of people. So in some ways, the unintended consequences might be more important than the me feeling like, you know, yeah, Disney is a kind of an evil corporation. It's a, <laughs> you can you don't have to feel like it's 
it's the devil, but at the same time, Disney is ready to suck up every company that they can around them. Um, they just have changed some of the things in their parks, like in the last year or two. You know, this is this is new work for them. So I want to give them enough platitude to do the right thing. Yeah. But I also don't want to over to give them too much credit. Yeah. Time will tell, right? Like how, how they develop in the next yeah. 10, 20, 30 years. I'm sure they're going to keep going in this in this direction, because if it's profitable, they're like, hey, why not? <laughs> But you know mm-hmm. that's the, that's the thing about it is like you're not really gonna know though you know how authentic it is you know what I mean like whether or not they're actually caring or not or if they're just like hmm, the dollar signs <laughs> you know so it really, is what it we is. don't have that many corporations that are anywhere near caring yeah, yeah. maybe Cheerios yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cheerios how about Cheerios they brought they put their uh, biracial couple out remember and uh, they got all that slack from their their uh, people saying i'm never eating cheerios again and they were like great you don't make cheerios for you <laughs> what about hallmark there who, who's doing the first uh, they already released it the that first lesbian i guess it's like their first time ever having lesbians in their hallmark show and movies <laughs> and that's just crazy to me but okay I mean, it, and they just had like a gay couple last year, and that caused some uproar. But apparently, lesbians are more of a, I don't know. I don't even understand it. I just think that people want to feel sensitive about shit, they, especially if it's Christmas related or if it's wholesome, quote unquote. Um, there's a lot of policing of what's wholesome, in my opinion. And yeah. I, I can't wait for that to be over, but I, I think that that's a little bit of what Trumpism was, too, is that they wanted to harden back to a time where people didn't say certain things if they were their certain people. Like, they could, you could say shit in your house, but <laughs> don't, don't say it out there in the public. Yeah. You know, we can't have that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. Crazy. No, go back to your house. So, Nobody Teresa, wants you outside. it's true i don't want anybody outside right now i have to deal with that all the time so Teresa, do you have any stories today i do have some stories uh there's a huge victory for polar bears as the court rejects arctic offshore drilling project uh they were saying that after trump administration gave approval for the project in 2018 to Hillcorp, Alaska, its Liberty Oil project in Foggy Island Bay was immediately slapped with lawsuits decrying the permits. The decision came on December 7th from the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. I'm pleased the court today rejected the administration's inaccurate and misleading analysis of this project's impact on the climate, said Earth Justice Attorney Jeremy Lieb. So, we've saved the polar bears for another day. Yeah, I mean, this is the hardest thing is that I didn't talk about. Well, climate change is the hardest thing to talk about because um, this is coming for them. I hate to say it, it's coming for them, and it's 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 on us. Ah, so I am glad for any any positive news about that because we're yeah. gonna have to do a a strong plan to actually save our environment and our different species. We we might have to go out of our way and create different habitats for species just to, to keep them. Absolutely. 
Um, they also made Stanford designers making bricks out of fast-growing mushrooms and that are stronger than concrete. So this has like a lot what? of science in it. It's like has to do with mycelium, which is like I guess most uh -huh. of what the mushroom is made of. And they're drying it out, and it's making these bricks that they're actually using. They've made a couple of models, like archways and stuff, but they're also um, trying to get a 20 to 30 person home built made out of this uh, mushroom brick. But it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty um, sustainable. They say it's uh, fire retardant and uh, it's water resistant. So it looks like we can actually live in a mushroom wow. house. Nice. Wow. Yeah. I, I, one interesting thing is that um, I watch uh, Star Trek Discovery, and fungi is a big part of that. Like, the <laughs> way that they space travel is with a fungi-related uh, engine. That's the only... I, I'm not going to ruin it for you, because actually, <laughs> if you get to the second season of it, it is actually really good. Um, yeah. I mean, it. I think that the power of learning the most about our agriculture, mushrooms, all those things, is really the future we're going to have to learn how to use the materials that we have because we are been taking out so many materials from the ground already and that ruins habitats and causes erosion so we're going to have to find ways like that like creating bricks out of out of uh mushrooms they already <laughs> make like coffins and stuff like that which make like really um easily degradable um coffins which is great because if you think of how we spend so much money on caskets and everything like that to be put in the ground that they don't even fall apart and they pretty much preserve the body at least this would help them you know of the dirt come back to the dirt <laughs> so yep. they're using it in one way already and then uh, we have another story is uh, people are loving their homes after spending so much time in them this year people have been making renovations on their homes trying to make it more um, habitable especially since they've had to do homeschooling and working from home. Um, the study conducted by one poll on behalf of Thermidor aimed to discover how people are rethinking their home environment and the steps consumers have taken to create more purposeful living spaces. So as a result of these upgrades, nearly two thirds of those surveyed are the happiest they've been in their homes ever, which is great because you guys are spending a lot of time in there. I'm gonna throw in a weird thing. Uh, it's not. It's I since I rent, it, uh, applying those kind of uh, improvements to my apartment is always a liability because it's not. It's never gonna come back to me. But I just had, uh, I just had another group of people leave the apartment, not my apartment, but the the building. And I'm realizing how much the housing crisis and like it's just this is an older building. Um, and if you, unless we get a lot of things fundamentally changed inside the gentrification of the, all the buildings that were built in the last two years, they're just in better condition. And I would put more into where I live if I felt like it would keep, you know what I'm saying? If, if they had done a better job or if they were willing to do more improvements, being my landlord, of course. So I feel like this is a true thing. Like I... I want to be home most of the time at this point. Um, even if, you know, I don't feel, I love being around and outdoors, but right now the pandemic makes me, I hate it. So I have to enjoy my home. I have to, you have to do your best to just feel at home. 
Yeah. So the top home updates of 2020 were updated kitchen appliances, 26%, rearranged furniture, 26%, redecorated, 25%, upgraded home decor, 25%, and upgraded furniture at 24%. So it's not just people that are like, you know, homeowners that can make those big changes, like, you know, changing their whole bathroom out, but... Yeah, it looks like there's probably a lot of stuff with it when it comes to um, renters and stuff too. You know, you're rethinking your your living situation and how everything is set up because now I'm spending a ton more time in here and I have to, people had to invent desks pretty much that they didn't have desks in their house to make a work surface for them to work from home. They Especially they were selling out left and right at the beginning of the pandemic of at home stuff, you know, work home offices were all selling out. So people were creating them out of um, ironing boards. <laughs> they were putting ironing boards together. They were taking boxes and making like a, a surface out of boxes, you know. So I think it made everybody kind of look at their house and like, shit, I need to clean this up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Agreed. So I like the fact that people adapted. That, that at the end of the day, that. You know, a lot of people adapted. Some people they really lost their minds, but you know, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people at least adapted, and that kind of gives me hope. I just feel like you know, it's only like fifty percent of the country that's like that. You know, which is kind of a scary thought. You know, I wish um, I wish more people would kind of like see what other people are doing and kind of you know. I think in the past, you know, when there was less, uh, what's the word um things to distract you with you know I, I feel like at the end of the day you know they were like okay i see what this person's doing maybe i should try that or maybe get involved or learn from that now it's like no no i'm gonna focus on my phone and do this and do that and it's like nobody really knows how to adapt to things like this anymore it's it's taken a um like a the natural um you know adapt adaptation uh, pers- thing that that make that people had in the past, and it kind of like, you know, squished it into something that that people don't really relate to anymore. Um, at, at least that's how I feel. Like I, I, I think because I'm kind of an older generation, that I can kind of see things for what it is and kind of like work around things. But I think you know, and I I can say some of the newer people do too. But some people are either too old and they don't want to change their ways. Or they're young and they're stubborn. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're just you know young and stubborn too. So, um, you know, it, this, I'm young this, and stubborn. I'll admit it. <laughs> I mean, but but you you do things like I, I see how you, at least from my my outside perspective, I, I see how you kind of like do things. Like you you function. You you want to get something done. You you get it in your head and you actually work on it and do it. Some people they they get stuck. Like I'm sure everybody gets stuck occasionally, but I feel like you work through a lot of your problems. You know what I mean? And you you give us you get you have patience with yourself enough for you to keep moving forward. I think a lot of people, you know, that to to compare like this, uh, you know, COVID thing like and say that it's like jail or like slavery or like whatever else says a lot about a person's uh, feelings in regards to how they adapt to situations like. They can't handle things well, you know, and and it's a shame because, you know, there's. I think that people should have a lot more help in general to to, to cope. I think we need a lot more uh, mental um, people that we help. Need people. more mental health services. Yeah, it took years to get to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. it took years to get to this kind of like patience about self at all. Um, yeah. 
I'm not, I wouldn't even call myself the best at it. I would just say that it takes so much, uh, not just adaptation, but learning. It's a learning process to continuously be like, nope, you, you're going to fight through this day. You're going to get through this day. Um, and those are lessons that you learn when you're young, or maybe it's not easy for you to learn that lesson. And it takes a little bit of push from other people. If you're lucky, you have mentors, if, you know, you have some structure from your job or whatever, whatever you need, because I think that it's different for other people. Um, I know that when I go to work, I enjoy the the hustle of the job that I do. I'm a sound mixer, so it is hard for me to like hold a bag. It's hard. It's four. It's thirty pounds on my on my yep. stomach, and like me holding stuff in the air. But when you get the product done, then you feel it. You're like, all right, I just did something with my day. Um, well, I think at that's the same the time, thing that you said I, though is is finding what works for you. You know, that's the important thing is people need to find what works for them and, and people really need to realize that it's not cookie cutter, it's not one size fits all when it comes to mental health. People really need to reflect on what's what's working and what doesn't work for them. Just because it works for a lot of people doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for them. And you need to be able to check in with yourself and say, is this working? Am I okay? Is this okay for me? And I think a lot of people before that before all of this, we're willing to suck up and deal with a lot of shit and just take it as that's the way it is. And now that we've come to face with a lot of sh stuff that we have never had to experience before, it's now we're taking that time to say, this is not okay. I'm not going to deal with this. I'm not going to deal with this situation. I'm going to change things now with the opportunity that's given to me. And people, I think, have... Um had like a lot of distractions in our lives and then when the shit hit the fan excuse my language um they didn't know what to do with it you know what i mean some people have had crap all their lives and have gotten used to it to the point that it's become normal and they can you know deal with it like i, I always tell Teresa and other people i have switches in my mind on off yes no you know th like just like a computer works you know what i mean like this is how i perceive life if something looks like it's right or wrong or whatever it's 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 always Sort of like yin and yang, you know, there's always one side and then another side. And sometimes there are gray areas that you got to like look more deep into. But at the end of the day, it is a yes or no decision or, or whatever else. And, and, and that's what's kind of keeping me grounded. Like in a sense, like if I feel like something's not right, eventually I'll get to a point in my mind where, I'll, where those switches start toggling and I'll, I'll see, okay, this isn't right. You know what I mean? Or I got to do something different here to make this solution Sort of like, you know, calculating, like how calculators work. Everything, I, the human mind, I think, is a lot broader than that. But at the end of the day, the fundamental thinking behind it, I feel, is like that. Now, some people don't have the same mental capacity in regards to how to cope with it. You know, like how to, and, and trust me, I have my moments. Everybody has their moments. We all have our moments. But I think a lot of people that have, been in denial for many years like you have a lot of people in this country that have uh, had this sense of entitlement or sense of of this is how it's supposed to be because this is who i am or because i'm white or because i'm black or because i'm this this is the way things are supposed to be i feel that's given them that delusion that when when the shit actually hit the fan that they couldn't cope with themselves and that's why people feel suicidal i think in a lot of situations people want to point fingers at other people even though in, in reality a lot of fault is at the in themselves and instead of 
you know, dealing with it that way, they, they, they just, you know, they just push it aside and, and blame other people. Some people blame themselves when it's really other people. And, 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 and a lot of people can't get to that fundamental in my mind. Uh, and that's including me. I'm not perfect. I, I don't want to like point fingers at other people. Cause I think everybody needs room to grow. Everybody needs to some degree therapy or assistance from others. You know, I, I it, it's crazy out there and, and th we've been thrusted into like this COVID stuff and, and everything else. And, and nobody would have expected it. You know what I mean? They, yeah. When, when COVID was first announced, I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, then we'll see what happens. And now we're at 300, almost, well, about 300,000 deaths. And we're like, wow, you know, 300, yeah. yo, that's crazy. Months, right. So like, it's got a, I, I know this is a cool down. Let's let me shut up about this. You know what I mean? This is supposed to be but the you happy. Know, I think that's important but, though, but, that you were saying is breaking what you are, what you expect or what you're anticipating is what's supposed to be the norm. I think that's the biggest thing that people need to focus on is what, this is not, uh, you don't have to worry about other, the expectations of what it's supposed to be. Don't think like that because the harder it's going to be on you is if you keep holding on to that idea of what this is supposed to be. We're supposed to be, we're supposed to be. You can't be Just because we're supposed either. to be all together yeah. for Thanksgiving doesn't mean that we should be all together yep, for Thanksgiving. Yep, yep, there yep. is a pandemic going on. Same thing for Christmas. Sorry, I, you, you know, it's not how, just because it's supposed to be like something doesn't mean it has to be like that. And people are coming to the point where they've gotten to their boundaries and they're saying, no, I'm sorry, Mima, I am not coming home for Thanksgiving or I'm not coming home. I'm not going to bring a virus home to kill you. Exactly. You know what I mean? I'm, I will see Please. you on Skype. I will see you on Zoom. I will do whatever and we'll say hi that way. But we are not going, you know, and I think that that's the biggest thing that people have had to come to grips with is what's supposed to be and breaking that supposed to be supposed to be break the supposed can't to be, be and do what's best for you can't be so I, I got a great i got a great question for you robert can you yes. um because it's fair use i don't know if you have time right now but on youtube snl did a great sketch maybe two weeks ago maybe i think it's a week ago um where the moms were going after the kids for not coming oh, yes. in for i saw that uh, for Christmas. Uh, what and... would I, could you send do you have the link or no? Could you send me the link with the because yes, then I know yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so you're like well, while you're doing that, like my whole thing is is like I say with with the whole you can't be dis destructive with things. You have to be I feel like something that's gonna make things better or something that's gonna keep things at least the same so it doesn't get worse. You know what I mean? And a lot of people Oh, I'm going to go out and do whatever I want to do. This is my entitlement. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, and, and, and they don't realize they're prolonging what's going on. Like, I want to go out and chill with my family, too. Yeah. You know? I had a friend of mine that there was, you know, she said, just like, oh, oh I'm just over it. I'm over this pandemic. Like, you might be over it, but it is not over. Yep. Things are not it over. Is not Things over. are not back to normal. Sorry, life doesn't and revolve around you. And you have to be able you. to say... <laughs> people need to say no no i'm not no i'm not doing this no my mental health is more important than seeing people i don't see all year long <laughs> yeah. am i gonna you think are you you're not worried about like a strike for like any no, of this fair use because it's on it's on youtube okay i checked right. it. It, it you can we can play it as a yeah Okay, all right. Give me one second, cause I'm I'm about to queue it up. Let me just. Uh... Oh, it's all good. It's just this is this is what I want people to 
to feel because this is a good cooldown. This is a it's funny, and the truth is they're trying to give a. I've I've watched a couple shows do a pretty good job with trying to come back during the pandemic. I've actually I have to applaud one of the worst shows. It's 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 bad. I I still watch it. NCIS New Orleans. Doing a pretty good job with this. Um, there's a bunch of shows that are doing. Shameless is doing a okay job with this because that's really what a lot of people in um these environments they don't want to wear a mask they they don't feel like it's going to hit them and then it hit it hit all across the country once july hit oh give me a second because i'm getting i want to make sure the audio gets through to where we gotta go do you do you hear the audio yes i do all right so i'm gonna bring it back um all right, just give me a second, and then I'll, I'll queue it up onto the thing. Hold on a second. Sorry, pardon me. Having technical difficulties, fellas. Um, where are we at? Uh, so I gotta cut over to here, and we shall see it in a second. Let me rewind this back a little bit. <laughs> Hi, honey. You you don't hear it, right, Teresa? No. Yes, I. Not need to come home for Christmas, okay? I just want you to be safe. Really? Thanks, Mom. Yeah, and I guess since you won't be coming, I'll just throw your stocking in the fire. Mom? I just don't <laughs> think it's safe. Okay. Let's talk about this later. When? When you've changed your damn mind. That's <laughs> I just don't think it makes sense for me to travel right now. If you don't like me, Marie, just say so. Oh my god, Mom! <laughs> I didn't raise a coward. I uh, totally agree about Christmas. But uh, I do need you to come home tonight. There has been an emergency. Because I actually put all your old stuff in bags, and I'll need you to tell me what to donate. So what about your first christening dress? This is the key yeah. for... You know, your mother really misses you, right? I know, Dad. Are you not getting that? I know. I know. Is your heart not working, baby? This is your mother here. I can tell. Your heart oh not my working. God! Look at that. Your first track meet. Remember how fast you were? How fast you were when you ran away from me halfway across the country to Chicago? And should I get rid of it? Great. We're being safe. We're even quarantining in different rooms. What? Why? For safety. Hi, sweetie. <laughs> your daughter has decided not to come home for Christmas this year. Oh, that's okay. We're gonna miss you, pumpkin. No, it's not okay, Ray. Uh, no, it's not okay, and you need to come home. Fine, we will fly to you. Mom, no. Why, it's fine. I will quarantine in the plane bathroom. Great fix, darling, and Daddy will wear his racquetball goggles to keep the virus out of my eyes. How about that? That's not uh, how it works. What if I died in a plane crash? That's a great point. And that was the last thing you said to me. Think about your dead mother. That can't happen if you don't fly on a plane. Oh, my God, the worst has happened. I've had a fall. Mom? I know you didn't fall. You laid down very gingerly. I saw the whole thing. Ray, aren't you going to say anything? We love you unconditionally. No, not that. We love you conditionally? <laughs> conditionally? <laughs> I see, I see it. Are you seeing what you've done here? 
Yeah. I hope you're proud of yourself. You guys are insane. I never visited my own mother enough. I guess this is my punishment. And who you out there seeing that you can't come home, huh? I know you ain't got no man. Oh, my God. Mom. Your mother and I are being super, super safe. Oh, that's probably Bob. Yep. Excuse me. Who is Bob? Yes, come here. Oh, Bob is Sophie's uh, frontline worker husband. Bob, come in. <laughs> get in here. You guys, masks off. We're cool. Please get these people out of your home. And I guess that's why I don't get to have a family for Christmas. I didn't realize okay. how much I like to be by myself. What's happening? All right, honey, honey, listen. We are going to miss you, but we're always going to love you. Right here. I love you, too. We still love you, baby. We love you. I miss you, but I love you. I love you, too, Mom. Would I love you more if you came home? I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. Oh, how sweet. So I, I thought they did a good job with that. SNL did a decent job with, like, <laughs> but I mean, they did a pretty good job with like what what real people are dealing with. I'm very lucky that my mom works in the hospital industry. So and uh, I guess it's an industry in some ways. So she she doesn't she knows that we're not going to see each other for a little bit. She would like me to come back again. But she's like, yeah, if you don't come back for Christmas, I, I get it. Because then there's a ton of people who are going to be traveling during that yeah. time. So you just increase the amount of ability to get the uh get the virus at this point um but it's exactly like that that conversation has happened it's like why won't you come home and i'm like yeah going on a train bu bugs me out right now I, I drove um all the way into new york to take my sister down to uh a doctor's appointment for her her you know foster daughter or you know her adopted daughter and um, because, you know, she's been on and off again sick. You know, she had a history of being ill or whatever because of her, her mother, you know, doing drugs and whatever. I don't want to get too into it or whatever. But she's doing better now, which is great. I'm we're super happy. But that's what I, my goal was to keep her that way by me taking her there. You know, instead of her going on trains and going. Every time I tell her, I was like, if you need somewhere to go and you need to bring the baby. And it's not either with my mom in her car. It's going to be me in my car because I don't really want the baby being exposed to the stuff that's going on out there. And my sister's a nurse. She works in pediatrics. You know what I mean? So that's how she, mm -hmm. you know, found her, her child. Yeah. So my whole thing is, is at the end of the day, it's, she's already at risk. You know what I mean? But it's a lot less risk if I could keep them off of trains and going out of, in and out of stores or whatever I can. You know, if I could bring food to her. From out here or whatever it is have it delivered or whatever i can do because you know it's scary man you know a lot of people think like oh i'm gonna go do this it's innocent it could be that one moment that somebody you knew gave you something you brought it to your family and somebody gets sick or maybe something somebody in your family gives it to you and you bring it back to your house and you get somebody sick so, you know people need to be responsible and 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 the the, the more we were responsible the quicker this will be over you know the, the the vaccine is relatively here i don't know what kills me is, is i'm seeing a lot of people uh posting that bell's palsy thing with the vaccine have you seen that like, i'm like, I'm like uh, I, I know what the time. argument is it I, happens every yeah, time there's a vaccine same argument. that comes out oh it, it makes time. me crazy because it's like like they're posting pictures of kids that are like first off i think they said they're not supposed to give it to people that are under 16 
or something like that. Yes. And they're showing so pictures. Far, yes. They're showing pictures of little kids with bells palsy, bell pa- bells palsy, um, and saying that it's real that 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 kid was given the vaccine. I'm like, they gave like the first couple of vaccines recently. How is that? Like, people are so stupid that they see these videos or or pictures or whatever it is, and they believe it. And supposedly there was a CNBC article saying that they're they're keeping an eye out for it. So I guess that, you know, uh, gave people the the illusion of, okay, there's some some risk of it. And maybe there is. I don't know. You know what I mean? But it's too, this whole vaccine's in its infancy stage. You know what I mean? Like, nobody really knows what the long-term effects are going to be. But, you know, and like I said, my cousin said, at least, you know, it's better to get a vaccine than to have this stuff lingering in your body. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It, the whole thing is crazy, man. I just I just want this damn thing over with. And people are so damn stubborn in this country that they're just letting it go on and on and on. We had that talk about Australia and the fact that Australia is like down yes. to zero and whatever it is. And. And we should be ashamed. The richest country in the world, or one of the at least one of the richest, can't even control itself to the point where it's you know, it's unbelievable, man, unbelievable. But like I said, let's try to be happy. You know, like that was a funny uh, skit. I just think at the end yeah, of the day, that skit. it's hard for me not to be serious about things after all the stuff that people have, um, you know, over yeah. time have proven to me that they're gonna just keep. You know, letting this keep linger. They're like, well, we're all immune, immune as I, immune, immune. How do I say it? Being immune to the to yeah. become a. Yeah. I don't know, but keep trying to say it. Keep trying to say it. Like, I, I took the vaccine and now I'm talking like this. No, I'm kidding. But no, um, you know, immunization. Like we we all want to be immune as I, immune as I. What can immune? I say it? You know what I'm saying. It's actually inoculated. Uh, uh, inoculated. <laughs> Thank you, my brother. Thank you. That's the word. All right, inoculated. No, I don't want to. I don't want to be inoculated. But I'm talking about like if you um, if you all get sick, you become immune. That's what I'm trying to say. Is that still inoculated? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So I, no, that's I, group immunity. Yeah. So th- that's a, that's a, the mentality of this country. They, I, we all get it. We'll all get over it. I'm like, okay. That for me, mom. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy, man. And on that note, so, so yeah, so that's a good time for me to come in and say thank you for joining us today. I hope we all grew a little bit from this and all like shared how we were feeling about everything going on this week. Thank you so much, Robert. Thank you much, Teresa, thank for you. coming by. Thank you very much. I had a good time again, as always. Yes, and I feel guys. like we get some good uh, stuff out there. Thank you. Appreciate all your hard work. Let's keep going. Everybody. Right. All right. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Yes. Take care.